Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Um, yeah. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're, well, goddammit, RJ, we're going to save Europe mm-hmm. as oh, we watch Spine yeah. 382 in the Criterion Collection. Stuart Cooper's Overlord from 1975. But first, RJ, I thought we had winter beat. I thought we, no. uh, I thought we'd won. Did you not hear what happened to the uh, Alberta or the Canadian groundhog? Like when they, he was supposed to see a shadow? Like I, a heard one, I, heard, I heard one of them died. Yeah. Nobody saw that as the dark omen that it was. <laughs> like everyone was just like, yeah, that's fine. We went to go get him and he was dead. But like, it's no big deal. No, <laughs> Nobody saw that as like troublesome. I don't know. I don't know. So, I, so I'm just my my thing is I think I think this is just the the first of our concerns. Yeah, last week it was plus ten. Tonight it's going to be minus thirty five, forty degree swing in a week. No big deal, dude. That Fine. that groundhog died. Do you have any idea what's going to happen a week from now? Well, it could be forty degrees plus. Forty plus. There's going to be frogs raining from the skies. Um, well, uh, Bill's well. not going to be shitty. That Lots being said, I, that's not going to happen. Bill, oh. Bill's, Bill's always going to be shitty. Oh, okay. No matter, no matter how uh, much you keep him in that shower, he can be in a pool. He's oh, gonna I keep, see. He's, he's going to keep shitting. He's going to keep shitting? Yep. Always be shitting? Is that what IPS stands for? <laughs> Can't keep a good bill down. Abs. Always be shitting. I said IBS. You know words are hard syndrome? sometimes. Yeah, irritable bill syndrome. Man, Classic. we're recording this right because this is premium content. This is this is what people want. Do you this think anyone? Yeah, this. Yeah, do you think anybody is here for the Criterion anymore? Fuck no. Yeah. When do you think we got them out of here? Like the last few that are like, well, they still talk about them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's some people that still might care about that crap. But no. Yeah. It's no one, no one on the computer right now between you and me. That's that's right, huh. man. I hate the Criterion Collection, RJ. I'm not gonna lie. I hate that closet. Yeah. I I didn't get a. It got brought up last week, but I, I didn't get to delve into just the that one link I sent was like the the guy in the Criterion closet and it's just like looking at porno, <laughs> like an adult like closet. It's like porno, and I'm like, yeah. Seems to be far better use of your time, really. I mean, I agree with you totally, but yeah, I know you could... love porno. I do love pornos. Um, yeah. really good wholesome ones though. Wholesome porno. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, just like a guy and like someone else, and they consensually say that um they're in like with each other, and then it ends. Cut to black. Yeah. 
says, I'm in like with you. And the other guy goes, I'm in like with you too. And then yeah. it, it just black. Right. Cut to. So, so, I mean, that's pretty good. So mm-hmm. uh, what closet have you, uh, other than the criterion, which other closets have you been coming out of lately? Uh, I was coming out of a terrain closet. Terrain? That's where the, that's where the terrain's kept for Age of Sigmar tournament. Oh, that cons- that, shit. That consumed my weekend, RJ. I know that you were running it, but were you allowed to play in it as well, or were you I did just not the know. host? I was I was in what they call I was in the position of what they call the TO, uh, standing for tournament organizer. So I, I it would be um, I think uncouth for me to be uh, mm-hmm. actually a participant in something that I'm running. So I got to run it. Uh, I thought that TO was, stood for that odor. That odor. Yeah, or, people are always like, well, what is that smell? And it's like, oh, it's that odor. T- that's T-O. that T.O. There he comes. Or, or Toronto, Ontario. That too. That too. Yeah. Okay, so you, you ran it, and uh, was it a screen? Into the success? ground. Yeah, it went pretty good. Every, yeah. Everyone everyone was pretty happy. What did the winner get? Uh, it was like 150 bucks. Is that that's it? Just cash? Nothing cool? Like they Nothing didn't cool. win like a a bugbear or something? Not yet. And there's no there's no like there's no first there's no trophy yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this actually did get pointed out to me, and I went, you know what? I could give a shit about that kind of thing, but I could see why people care about it. So next time, there'll mm-hmm. be a if there if there's another time. I got um, a really cool trophy from Andrew's grandpa. It's like it's like a traditional trophy stand, but on the top is like a little bronze dog. Do you think that would be a good trophy? Probably. I mean, maybe. It's like a, I think, like I think a German be, Shepherd. It might be better if it was a bugbear. Ah, well, you could like, you could fancy it up. You could glue some arms on it or something. And this was, you said Sigmar. Is that different from a uh, Ligma? Uh, yeah. It is. It is. Oh, okay. How and how how is that different? Sigmar is a guy. What about Ligma? I don't know. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like uh something from Nurgle. Well, I mean, gotta I gotta keep you on your toes, Jarrett. I gotta keep you mm-hmm. on your toes. You yeah. never know what's gonna happen with this. What gag. about well, what about smegma? Uh, it's a serious condition. I, I feel like if anyone's in that spot, you should seek medical treatment really fast. Get a, a cream, an ointment, potentially like uh, some antibiotics or something like that. Uh, try to clear that out of your system. You know what I mean? I see. To get an adult circumcision, I think that helps also. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I know, I know, I know a guy who had one. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll have him on one day, not to talk about like a movie, but just to talk about that experience. Right. Well, you'd how, like that, right? How about RJ? How else do you keep your penis moist? Uh, by any means necessary. <laughs> by any means necessary. You know that poster I have in my wall? Mm-hmm. You you remember that? I, I feel like I feel like this would be a perfect time to throw to a product that we don't sell. Oh, <laughs> but we don't. Yeah, no, but not. I'm not even talking about the one we used to. But just like some other, like where's where's the doll like ball moistener? Yeah, for like smegma reduction. Ooh, that Ooh. that feels on brand. That's very on brand. Yeah. That's very on brand. And but you, you would t- be, you, know, you would be the perfect the... spokesman. They could put your yeah. face no. on the tube. I feel like based on how much people spend on uh, Discord and Creepsville. Mm. Uh, it probably could use some, some reduction. But Jared, I don't even know what the Discord is. You haven't heard yet. Well, what 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 do you mean? What uh, do those words mean? 
God, where to begin? Well, I, I, my, so Discord's one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world today, and we happen to be a part of it. What's what's a social media? Um, it's Are you like talking about of, like it's, Vine. It's, it's kind, yeah, it's like Vine. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. exactly like Vine. It might, it could potentially be one of the worst things that's ever happened. RJ looks startled. I uh, I think uh, uh, Andrew's running the tub upstairs. Can you hear that? Running the tub. Yeah, she's trying to give our cat a bath. Oh no. Yeah. Well, like. <laughs> So one of our cats, not Hazel Winnie, she she had like this thing on her skin this week, and uh, we thought for a minute it was fleas, but it's not. Like uh, the vet was like, no, nah, it doesn't seem like fleas. It's a uh, like it could just be like a skin condition, and so it's like maybe an allergy or something. It's really bizarre. So uh, Andrew, Andrew is if if something happens, it's because uh, if like if I have to leave, something serious has happened. I see. Have you ever tried to give a cat a bath before? Nope. Nope. I feel like that, yeah, that's some uh, extreme measures. I well, I mean, she needs it. Her skin's in rough shape. Like she, it looks like she's kind of got like. How can you tell? Like the, you, you just kind of like part, you part the fur a little bit, and then you can but, see her what, skin. What What made you think to look that that? Andrew's close? always just looking at cat tummies. Just like, <laughs> hmm. Well, it's because she was like scratching at her stomach, so like she like kind of like parted the fur a little bit. She's like, "You okay?" And just to see. Oh. You know, we're uh, we try to take care of those little critters, Jarrett. You uh -huh. know, we try to keep them healthy. Hazel's uh, almost done her uh, antibiotics, she had kind mm -hmm. of a rough go last couple weeks, too. So, uh, mm -hmm. trying to keep these kitties in top shape, Jarrett. Keep those fluffs all right, yeah. So, you can smell or you can smell, you can sell smegma cream, and I'll sell yeah. kitty healthcare products, okay. Yeah, and yours would be like, no, Jizz Dog recommends, oh, totally. Um, and then yeah. what would the, the what would the product the, be called? The, the, like the big jizzer recommends. The big jizzers jizz cream. Um yeah, how's or life something? otherwise? How's how's life otherwise? Cats are well, cats are like mangy and like got antibiotics. That's good. God, I yeah. wonder what else you're doing with these cats. Leave getting them to these 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 distressed states. What are you doing over there? I, I mean, Too many pets. Even... They don't even go outside. There's like no, there's like I know. no reason. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? But we did. Re we were thinking to like. I I don't think this is it because we've been here for like eight months. But like the people who lived in this house before us, they did like pet grooming in the basement. So like maybe there's like hidden under the under the floor what? in the and, wall. Un there's under the ice, like from <laughs> the uh, from the ice age, some uh, alien parasites left. You never over. know, dude. Things can live anywhere. Things can live anywhere. You do you know how many spiders? I kill in a day in this house, like yeah. three. Yeah, like Are they, three. Uh, those spiders might not even be on this planet. Then, I know, I know, they're like that Uncle Alien dude. They're mm -hmm. fucking horrifying everywhere. There couldn't be that many. Yeah. I've never seen this many before in my life. Think and about it's what startling. Think about what they're doing inside of you right now. Yeah, I know. If I just burst into a thousand spiders, then <laughs> be sick. Well, I mean, you would enjoy that, but call the cops. Yeah, it'd be someone, like uh, someone come get the kitties. Be like in uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. That's, that's a cool movie. That's, that's a cool really movie. Cool. Pretty, pretty neat. Pretty um, neat. What's going on otherwise? I don't know. I mean, it uh, got really cold and it snowed yep. a bunch, and that makes everything in life harder all the yeah, time. Everything's worse. Everything's worse. You gotta get up a little earlier. You gotta shovel before you go to work. You gotta 
leave a little earlier because you got to drive slower. You got to warm up the car. You got to plug it in. You know what I mean, Drew? It's a whole thing. Like, whole thing. Sounds, sounds like hell of your own making. Be, be, uh, because I live in, in Creepsville? Yeah. Snows. I know. Everyone always, I people always used to say that. They're like, if you don't like the snow, move out of Canada. And it's like, well, no, that's not a solution. I just, I, I'm allowed not to like snow and still I live know. here, you know? Yep. Like, well, I mean, you could People are so sh- weird. You could be almost shut in, unemployed. I wish, dude. I yeah. wish. But well, yesterday I had to go in and get some like creams for the cats, and uh, and uh, I got I got some new food because maybe it's a food allergy. You know oh what I mean? Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! It's one. If it's not one thing, it's another. It is. It is. And then uh, I don't know. I've been I've been just been pouring myself into late night gaming because Andrea goes to bed so early because I have that and then I got some work stuff that's gonna make me busy the next couple months so uh, I don't know uh, I think the pod should be fine but maybe we'll cancel forever we'll see fine you, you know but as as you say and remind everyone this is a free podcast this is a free podcast except for those people who pay for it but that's voluntarily yeah that's got no uh, that's got no sway over us. Yeah, you haven't been conscripted. No, although mm-hmm. I, I did. I, someone paid for, uh, um, I think a Patreon option uh, related to silence or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, they uh, they direct uh, e transferred me five bucks, and mm-hmm. for you, you have to you had to stay quiet for five minutes, which I think you might have pulled off last week unknowingly. So oh, I I absolutely did, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So there, that's there was, money well yeah, spent. Our, when, when, when RJ got cast into the, the pool of darkness on Skype uh, when Justin Peterson was on, uh, I don't know. RJ ceased to be. Well, I mean, it's hard. I know this is going to sound dumb, but it's hard to, like, have a conversation without any visual cues. Like, I know when you and me are here, like, we're sometimes doing other stuff, but, like, there's still a body in front of you. And I can sometimes I know if you're really worked up, and you're kind of moving a little faster. I know it's like, oh yeah, he's he, he's rolling. Don't interrupt that. And Rob, then when Rob, you see Rob, the pause, Rob, Rob, this, like Rob Eagles is having a heyday with this. Well, what did I say? Uh, nothing, nothing at all. I genuinely don't know what I said. Was it sexual? I don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. People can people can play it back. Think about it. But rewind like, the tape. <laughs> yeah, rewind the tape. And or then not. someone tell me what I said because I, yeah. I don't remember. You're a puppet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, what was I saying? I don't know. Uh, I think I, well, I think I think uh, since we've talked about both both these uh, specters, these figures in our uh, podcast world, uh, we have two emails from one Rob Eagle and one Justin Peterson. Who sh- okay. whose email RJ should I read first? They came within thirteen minutes apart. You, you got to go chron- chronologically. You got to chronologically. Go yeah, but before that, nothing else new in your week. Just just Sigmar and and Ligmas. That man, it takes a lot out of a person. A lot of setup. Huh. Well, had some had help. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kim was on terrain duty. Which, oh shit! Uh, which apparently, uh, from my understanding, has been heavily praised by some real veterans of the Age of Sigmar sport. Who? What do you What gone... do you mean terrain duty? Like, don't the people terrain... set up their so... own stuff? No, so when you do organize play, when you do like sorry match play in an event, uh, one of the duties of a of an organizer, like the host of an event, you actually set the train for them. So there is no funny stuff, mm. or at least uh, you have a neutral party. 
that is going to set okay. a table because then tables are randomly generated and people just kind of go where they are sometime and it kind of can change elements of the game because it is about you know spatial control and moving around so you try to keep it like fair and kind of balanced on both sides but you also want to have something that looks kind of immersive so you know you set have themes like on the board like a desert theme a badland theme ruined city themed icy like you know iceland theme so then people put a lot of work into their figures most of the time then kind of neat having a little little guys like this big you know tiny little little, little dragons mm -hmm. <laughs> they're going around fighting and killing each other cool and uh, apparently um considering i thought uh that what we were working with didn't quite reach what I would expect, but from from at least one source uh, who has gone as far as uh, Quebec to uh, play in an event like this, uh, mm -hmm. and, and and a lot of other places as well, we had them all beat, which is uh, pretty pretty surprising. I don't know what it says about these other events, but so wait, did you just say that? So you're saying that your uh, trust creep creeps other. Yep. set up a landscape that you didn't think was up to quality but a no no, no it's, it's, in terms of the no, no the options it's like what we actually oh, had to work available. with yeah the actual like physical materials i thought available. you were scoring her on, no no on no air, and I was gonna be like, oh no shit, dude. <laughs> oh no 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 it was the actual physical materials and i was like i don't think this is good enough like I, yeah. but i to me i was just like i didn't know but also i didn't know if it was good enough because uh, I've never I've never seen it before. I was just kind yeah. of going off of because uh, Kim prides herself on uh, train and like the the fine details of basing and stuff like that. Sure. Um, sure. So so she was she was very much into it. Uh, and did you guys like, get a, we, we, a virgin uh, zone plaque to go over this area? Uh, a, vir a virgin like zone? now entering the virgin zone? Oh no, we no. did not. Because that's kind of terrain, right? That's terrain. But yeah, a lot of uh, work went in. Uh, mm -hmm. We had people helping out, and uh, another another chap came in uh, with some terrain that he had brought in that I think definitely upped the game. I guess in terms of what we had with, for choices. Um, mm -hmm. She also note, mentioned that Kim also bought terrain specifically. Which she reimbursed. That, no, this is it's still hers. Oh, okay. it's her, it's her terrain, but she she uh, loaned it out. So. Between all this, I was just like, I don't know, if, I don't know if this is great. And now hearing it was makes me happy because that means at mm -hmm. least the, the, the there's a bar, and it's like, okay, my ex, I feel like I watch stuff online afterwards, and I went, Jesus Christ, these people aren't doing anything. Yeah. What, what's going on? But we only had to worry about eight tables, and when you see there's events uh, elsewhere uh, mm -hmm. with like sixty tables or more. Uh, that's a lot of terrain pieces you got to come up with. It's like eight per lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff you have to come up with. So some people 3D print things, but I don't know. 3D printing doesn't look as good as like yeah. cast or even built stuff. Like sometimes people do make pretty cool stuff just out of styrofoam and foam board and a little bit of paint. It I takes mean, time. I, yeah, it takes, I'm sure it takes a lot of time. I think you did a bad thing though. I think you, um, you're setting yourself up for failure in the long run. Because like, for me professionally, I try to keep the bar as low as possible all the time so that people don't expect anything else of you. Mm -hmm. Like just enough, just enough that like you can't get like terminated, but like they're like, well, he's still here, I guess. But like, don't ever do more because now people, now next year people are going to be like, oh, it was pretty good last year. What are you going to do this year? Change it. And what are you going to tell them? 
What are you gonna tell him? Yeah, it's it's only downhill from here. Yeah, see, you're setting you guys are setting yourself up for a big fall. Much like this podcast. Yeah, just like this podcast. If you had asked me before for help, I would have been able to kind of guide you along Mm -hmm. that. I would have made it extra shitty. You'd be like Like a Domino's box. You'd be like, hey, roll it back. (laughs) Roll it back. Just like flattened Domino's boxes with like a broccoli as like a tree sticking out. And then, uh, I don't know, probably a big turd somewhere in there. Say, play around it. Play around it. (laughs) Theater of the mind. You know what I mean? So next time, just uh, let me know. But uh, I wonder, I wonder if uh, if there will be a next time. Who knows? Who knows? Um, very confusing. Sure. So Rob Eagle has sent an email, uh-huh. but it's prep for this week's email. Hi, Jared. Once more, a test of your very well-established gift for impressions. Here's a uh-huh. primer. I just saw this, but there's no email. <laughs> so he sent an email to get you ready. And yeah. Then, then send the. Do people not know that we're on mountain time? I don't know. We live. We live in the mountain. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not the mountain that you live by. It's. It's the mountains. The mountains. Yes. Yeah. The mountains. Standard time. Yeah. Standard time. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if. Uh, so I guess we are reading Justin Peterson's email first. Sure. Sure. And we'll see what Rob's comes. Mm-hmm. So, an email entitled, If It Bleeds, It Leads. Oh, That sounds very threatening. Yeah, hey, does. Jared, RJ, and maybe just possibly the infamous party crasher himself, Craig Bott. What's mm-hmm. happening? Well, Craig, Craig Bott's here. And he waits. For now. Yeah, we're all under his watchful eye. Mm-hmm. I do like most genres of entertainment, but true crime is not one of them. Go figure, since they are so popular. I mention this since I recently watched Dear Zachary, which was ex- an extremely powerful and emotional experience, which I'll need to try and find the words for when I discuss it on my upcoming podcast. Since you're from the Great White North, do you remember following that story when it was going on? Any thoughts on the documentary? And is there any other true crime content out there that I should give a chance? RJ, have you watched Dear Zachary? I haven't. I know what it is. Um, it was. I was going to watch it, and then they pulled it off of Prime in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. It's not very long. It's like maybe, I think it's just under an hour. Uh, it, it sounds really good. People always talk about it as being a good one. Um, it's a, it's about like a guy making a movie for his kid or something, and he's like killed, and then it's like kind of incorporated in, or some something along those lines. It's supposed to be pretty good. Have you seen it? I have. I, I oh, remember watching it. Is that I what it's of... about? Well, it's one of those. This it's a true crime doc. It, it pre. It's like from two thousand eight. It predates yeah. the the rise of the Netflix true crime yeah. boom. Uh huh. Um, but it's been a while since I've seen it. I remember it being like pretty like I. It wasn't like this was not like a big story. Uh, in Canada, I felt when it kind of happened. Uh, I think the documentary itself kind of, um popularized if that's the right word for it but kind of grows its notoriety um but yeah i remember watching it a a friend of mine though uh they watched it kind of after making a murderer came out because they went on a true crime kick and they Mm -hmm. said that that they felt like the uh the filmmaking was was a bit lacking but and i've seen most people seem to all kind of it's more it's more about the the emotions Mm -hmm. uh 
uh, than anything else. But I've seen some people kind of go like, "Get get out of here! This is this is far too um, exploitative in some editing." But it's been a long time since I watched it, and I I think there's like yeah, there's there's something in there. I remember being like, "Hmm, wonder how that holds up." But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, dark stuff and just. Uh, as far as as far as uh, true crime story stuff goes, I know RJ, you were on a a true crime kick just like in the last year or so, the last yeah, couple we, years. We on did and a off. hard rip like uh, uh, last spring or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like it's one of those things we've talked about this before too. Like the true crime, like the big the big boom with it. Like uh, I don't know. I think like. It is hard to like justify it because, uh, like, uh, the idea of keeping doing these is is kind of gross. You know what I mean? But like, there is still a inherent like urge to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, true crime's kind of kind of icky that that they glamorize this stuff. But I've still watched it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's ones that I think are like not as like. Uh, glamorizing but more kind of like just here are the fact things like um that keep sweet pray and obey one that like mormon uh fundamentalist thing on warren jeffs that one like from a couple years ago i thought that one was really good and it's like it's definitely not trying to like capitalize on stuff it's just like this is something that happened i mean they have like a like a like a narrative or they have something they're trying to say like to get people out of it so i guess they do have something there but do you you think they control that narrative oh well if you can control their narrative um i'll be gone in the dark is a pretty rough serial killer one uh there's the Dahmer one the gacy ones those ones are pretty uh pretty rough um, I liked Killer Sally. That was the one about the bodybuilder lady. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool because she was a bodybuilder. Um, there's those two that Jared have seen, Abducted in Plain Sight and Girl in the Picture. Those are kind of like shocking in how how that story happened. Um, there's a bunch of bad ones, but I think the one that everyone was talking about for a long time was uh, Cropsy. Remember is, that, is, is, is that the one that's on the tip of everyone's tongue i i thought you were about to say uh paradise lost no 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 cropsy Cropsy. oh yeah everyone cropsy makes Crop- paradise lost look like cropsy a, like like a 90s sitcom yeah 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 actually paradise lost is uh that one is so fucking rough mm-hmm. they're all rough but the, the that whole, one's yeah. rough yeah, the uh, first OJ one. OJ Made in America, I guess that kind of oh, falls under yeah. true crime. Well, that, that, I was just gathering some. Yeah, OJ Made in America is. Uh, I think that one's fantastic, actually. Oh yeah, uh, oh, that yeah. one's excellent. Uh, the first Eileen Wernos documentary, uh, the selling uh, of yeah. a serial killer. That one's really yeah. good. Not, not so much the follow up; it's pretty redundant. Um, one lesser known one. It was like actually, I think just like a TV documentary, maybe, but it's called uh, "Murder on a Sunday Morning" from two thousand one. Uh, it's actually um. Jean Xavier uh, de la Strade, who did the uh, staircase uh, documentary uh, as well, but Murder on a Sunday Morning has one of the best. Like, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but the the defense attorney in this is just like incredible. It's like uh, one of those great. Like, it's like oh, this this person just seems fantastic. Uh, like, what a lead character, but like, very he unassuming. Like the... He's just an unassuming guy, but like so good at his job and really relishes in like making uh shitty cops feel bad and calling out incompetence oh so yeah he's wondering he's just 
constantly just smoking. Ooh, I you like know, that. Back in the 90s when you could still do that indoors some places. Back when uh, this place was still free. <laughs> the Act of Killing from uh, uh, 2012. I've that never was... watched that one. I, I mean, it's a different kind of crime. It's about war yeah. crimes, and uh, there's nothing quite like this movie. Uh, that's a, a people don't talk about that any that movie anymore. But I think you have Thin Blue Line, which made Errol Morris's oh, yeah. career. Uh, that's that Criterion good. and very awesome. And if you really want to feel sickened by humanity and real skeeved out, uh, probably on YouTube, one could check out Chicken Hawk from 1994. Um, mm-hmm. that one's uh, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised if Jasmine Wynn is like, I'm good. And off it went. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think a lot of people need to check out Chicken Hawk. Not a lot of people. No. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Some yeah. people probably should. Yeah. But yeah, uh, what about Cropsy, Jared? What? What? Well, Cropsy? Do you remember him? Yeah. I remember yeah. Cro- Vaguely. He just, he's not really there. Some other yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. It's some other guy. Maybe. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's always a whole thing, right? These uh, true crime boys, yeah, and uh, the things that they do. Goat movie question of the week. Yeah. By the way, I had a great time once again casting with you guys, but I forgot to mention that I was shocked to see that Vinegar Syndrome came out with a nostalgic fave of mine, Sidekicks. So, what are your favorite Chuck Norris flicks and shows? You do know Chuck Norris does not do push-ups. He pushes the world down. Oh, boy. Holy cow. Chuck Norris jokes. My goodness, on the pod, RJ. How do you feel about that? Chuck what Norris, year is it? Chuck Norris fucking sucks. He is a uncharismatic <laughs> plank of wood. Uh, a what? He's, he, he's nothing. He's not even a cool plank of wood. He's, he's okay. uncharismatic at, at being wood. He's terrible. Sure. I, I, it's like, it would be a toss-up between him and Steven Seagal in terms of like who is worse. But yeah. I think Chuck Norris might be. He might be. Even though he was a walker. Mm-hmm. You know, remember Walker? He was uh, a Texas Ranger. Ranger. Yeah. yeah. I I just remember when Conan was on late night and he had that, that lever. That was the Walker Texas Ranger lever. And when he would pull it, it would just show a random clip from from Walker. That's pretty much my uh, only exposure to that. Yeah, there was that. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's all dodgeball's fault uh i think that is actually where a lot of it stemmed from right it did yeah because then it was cool even though it's like oh does anyone actually watch these fucking movies because yeah. I've, I've watched my share of 80s action shit and usually there's something kind of entertaining about most of them but man mm-hmm. chuck norris mm-mm. i know uh i was gonna say uh I don't I don't hate him as much as you do, but in terms of his best movies, I don't know if I've even seen a, a Chuck Norris movie. I'm not like other than Dodgeball. I couldn't fucking tell you. Yeah, those missing in action movies are boring. Uh Invasion USA is probably the closest thing to like a recommend, but oh. it's I, like, oh he shows up in that one Bruce Lee movie. And it's like, yep. I don't know. Before I, he had the stash. I honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen a Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. I've watched a few too many, and that's that's good. Because I always want to give him a try. Be like, well, maybe this one will be good. Mm -hmm. It's always like, it's unbelievable. Just like, I don't know. He's just not, he's a a blank. 
yeah, I've, the only movie of his I've seen is Dodgeball, and he's just in that for a second as a joke. So, I guess I did something right. Well, I hope we see more uh, Chuck Norris memes in the Discord, RJ. Did you just really? put one in there? Nope. No, I, I haven't. That, I'm going to leave that into the capable hands of uh, Discord denizens like hmm. Rob Eagle and Oliver Granger. What about, what about Alistair Smythe? Is he a oh, Discord denizen? Oh, we'll talk. We can talk about that too. But let's get through Justin's email. Yeah. Booty question of the week. Uh huh. Whoa. Where do you stand on pretzels? Surely Justin has heard RJ talk about pretzels before. Yeah, I love pretzels, man. Big soft pretzel with salt and some mustard. Holy well, you're, shit. On the, you're on the same page as Justin. I like the big soft ones with some dip, but never been much into the hard ones in that little sh- in a little shape. I guess they go. Oh, okay. I, like he he's talking about twists or sticks, right? Like yeah. baked pretzels. That those, yeah. that shit's good too. Yeah, salt. I got a bag in big, my big big chunks of salt. I got a bag in my thing right now. I'll eat some pretzels, and then when there's just salt in the bottom of the bowl, I just it's like a salt. Oh. Oh, RJ, that's how he stopped talking, but he actually disconnected. That's too bad. So it's just you and me, dear listener, as we await for his glorious return and maybe sit back and think about the last time you ate a pretzel i know rj's back but i'm not finished talking because rj i'm taking our listeners through a an audio voyage of the succulent experience of a pretzel in your mouth against your tongue absorbing that salt oh are you trying to get rob eagle to get arrested or something because that's what you're going to do here He's going to get arrested if you continue this stuff. One last random question from Justin Peterson. What are your thoughts on self-checkout? Personally, I love the ability to get in and out of a grocery store without having to make eye contact with anyone. But that was not the case last Saturday when the kiddos joined us for grocery shopping. And we ended up with three carts full of stuff. Good God. Felt pretty bad for all the people waiting behind us as it took like 15 minutes to check out. Thanks for the time, and long live the creep. Best from Big J Money Peterson. RJ, are you yeah. a fan of the self-checkout? I almost primarily use self-checkout unless yeah. uh, unless there's a till that's open. Yeah. And, uh, I usually, like, if there is a till that's open, I, I'll bag my own stuff, too. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't like... Uh, like some, some grocery attendants are good, and they bag it the way I like. I'm very... A- attendants... I, I don't know what you call these guys. Grocery specialists? Custom, so, uh, I was one. I was one yeah. well, when so I was what, 18. what were you called? A specialist? Fuck. Something clerk. Service clerk? Service clerk. Then there's, so general, what... there's general clerk, which, who was like the, the people who did the aisles, like stocked the aisles. And I was just like, you know, I was running around, bagging groceries sometimes, taking people's shit out to the cars, waiting for the... You're not the, supposed the to follow them to their car, Jarrett. Oh, I... I I got paid to RJ. It's like so it, was, it was it was win win. Oh yeah, did you work at oh, Sobeys? No, no Safeway. Safeway. So wow. there's a, there's a couple of things I remember from that job. Uh, uh-huh. One I often think about is oh, old Safeway, struggling Safeway. They tell tell us all back in 2001. Ah oh, yeah, we just we can't pay any more than we do because uh, it's Costco. It's it's really. Uh, Big competition. We're always uh, struggling here at Safeway. 
oh, people are not going to be eating soon. <laughs> they're they're sort of like evolved past meeting nutrients. So we can't pay anymore because you never know when the last day is before we have to shutter the doors. That kind of stuff, you know? Uh and I wonder yeah, if they're still. Know. I wonder if they're still telling people that. Oh, yeah, no, it's the it's the supply chain, uh, the price of gas. Uh, don't ignore the record profits for the shareholders, there, bud. It's, don't even uh, get. Don't, don't even get, get don't... us started on Costco. That's number one. Uh, number two, mm -hmm. of course, was uh. So you're in the you're in the union automatically, but one of the little wrinkles with that is you're either would get your minimum twelve hours a week, or zero. Mm -hmm. It's like one oh, or one or nothing. That's so feast oh, yeah. or famine, hey? Yeah, and then it's like, oh, when you don't work, you don't have to pay your dues. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, I'm not, I don't pay any dues. This is terrible. But that was all part of their uh, long-term strategy of starving out uh, the union because they don't like full-time employees. They like it mm -hmm. nice and casual. Um, there was a three there, but yeah, there was. Oh. Running or oh yeah, so the other thing that they were like, oh, don't you don't accept tips for some reason, like it's their business, mm -hmm. because like the thing would be like when people take because this is like a Creepsville. I'm not sure if this is pretty common everywhere now, but where you have to put a quarter into your cart, and that was like yeah. their the insurance that you mm -hmm. would uh, bring it bring back. it back. So I clean up on quarters. So many people are so lazy, um, and they don't care. They're just like, hey, take, take my cart. Here, take the quarter. So that's all I was able to afford. Uh, such luxuries as those uh, delicious, like chocolatey croissant dessert things they got. And uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? I I do know what you're talking about. I yeah. do. I do. Yeah. So um... I was living like a king, making six twenty-five an hour. Probably better than what you get now. Uh with inflation. Within, well, that's true. You know, you know the cost of living, right? Per purchasing power. Am I right, yeah. kids? Um, but yeah, self checkout was not a thing yet. Yeah. At yeah. that time, and then uh, it started growing. The one, the thing that always baffles me is uh, I remember for a long time uh, Walmart had it, and it they seemed did, yeah. like it was never activated though. <laughs> like it would just be this oh, huge, it was just offline. It was just offline, and then it's like you have to go through a person anyway. You're like, well, what the what's the point of this? And then yeah. of course they, they they have like a person monitoring because mm -hmm. most people still struggle with uh, self checkouts. But self checkout technology is kind of jank. It's really difficult to like reverse things. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you can't or, take or, things or off. enter things. Yeah. 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 They want like... me. They want me to play grocery store clerk, and uh, I know. And then they're like, I, I need I need training. If you if you want me to be your cashier, so I get the luxury of like well, not having to interact trained. with human beings. You well, I never. Trained. I well, I wasn't a cashier though. Oh, uh, just the beggar. I, I I refused. I I I really wanted to have the the least amount of responsibility. Yeah, that I job. Get that. So I was like, I don't care. I, I want to be able to wander. I don't want to be like stuck and beholden and be always like standing here, bringing people through, dealing yeah. with the host the hostiles. Mm. This was t this was twenty cents off last week, and you go yeah, it was. Yeah. Not anymore, fuckface. And then you just mm -hmm. slide it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I do it mostly just out of convenience for myself because I can do it quicker if it's open. But mm -hmm. I do like when I go through the till. I'll do that too if all the self ones are, um, like full. But I'll I'll very purposely put groceries on an order on the conveying belt. 
so that they get baked in that order. And then like the grocery oh, yeah. specialists don't follow my very well thought out placement and they'll start going freestyle and grabbing stuff late farther down the conveyor belt and putting that in. Mm-hmm. And Jared, I know what I'm doing. You know how particular oh, I, I am. Oh, well, particular. Particular. I, I put all I put all the heavy stuff like cans and like all that stuff first because I know it's going at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> I imagine just like this, this sweeping gesture with their forearm, just knocking everything into a sack, just that's, handing it. And like, that's what oh, it is sure, sometimes. Make sure you put the oh, I got this one. Throw the bananas in first. We want to mush it up real nice. Everyone like, likes banana bread. They will like sometimes I will put stuff at the very end because it's like I want this on top, like a loaf of bread, and I will see them grab it and put it like they'll reach past other things to grab it and then put it in. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. It's like, don't do that. Don't. It's my bread. My bread. I was like, I did that on purpose. I think most of them are good, but I think the other ones are doing it out of spite because for like a year, remember how they're like, you grocery store people, you're frontline workers. We cherish you. They, 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 they had the uh, hero premium. They had the uh, hero they, premium. They, for got a, a they got an extra dollar for an hour, yeah. and then and then they stopped being heroes, and then their yeah. dollar went away because they, you know what, grocery stores are struggling. Yeah, and then Ralph Klein came back in, and he said, "Get back, he came back to work." To, he came back to life. <laughs> he reanimated and to, told everyone to get a job. No, his brain reconstituted itself. No. Well, sure. Yeah, he like you know, alcohol can do stuff to brains. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, self checkouts. Um, the other thing it helps is sometimes I don't know. You get a sense for some cashiers, and you go, "I think I could do this a little faster than they could," and I won't have the little the little chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell. You can usually go, "Oh," because you can see they're talking already. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, that's going to be me next." Yeah, taking that. Oh, taking I know. Making that small talk, and then, mm-hmm. then they'll talk about the, that time they made something with this, or or they'll ask you, "How is this? Is it any good?" No, you no, you know what I get? The thing that I hate more than anything. <laughs> Got any other plans tonight? Oh, see, that's more of a restaurant thing, though. No, I I've gotten it at grocery stores too. No. See, what are your uh, what are your plans for the night? And while I'm buying like toilet paper and deli meat, it's like, what do you think I'm doing tonight? You're looking at it, man. Yeah, it's right there. That's it, right there. Eight. A B, A, which well, it's like which order those happen in. I let you figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I get that, which I hate. And then, so you know, at Costco, they always check your receipt, like when you're leaving. I I get that. Like I know that they like check your receipt, just make sure you didn't steal anything. Like half the time, they don't really read it. But you know what? Never. I I don't understand. Is they're always reading your receipt. I don't know when the last time you were at Costco was, but they read re- your receipt and they have a big black sharpie. And they just put a line on it, and then they go, "Here you go." They, so they always draw a line on your receipt. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, who is that for? It's like you are literally the last in line. Like you're the last defense of Costco. There's no one in the parking lot going to check this to make sure I got my line on it. So it's like, why do they put a line on it at all? I don't, I don't get it. Hey, they have to stand by that drafty door. Here's yeah. your receipt, sir. <laughs> Any other they, plans they, 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 they give it the eye of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, I think, I think it's so they can reserve the power to audit a cart if, if, if required. Sir, I'm going to have to take this cart. Say, sure. Oh. All I had hey, in here was can I, paper. Uh, can I uh, talk to you over here to the side, please, for a moment? 
say I went through the real till, not the self checkout. What's wrong? And he start breaking into a sweat. <laughs> Holy! I hope they don't find that uh, extra large the, the tub the tub of gummy worms. <laughs> gummy worms that I hid in the toilet paper. Yeah. Actually, I was at Costco last week and I bought that big bag of chocolate almonds we were talking about. Oh, oh you 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 were moved. To oh it? man, I had it in my brain. Or I think it, the next it, day I was. Is, I went. is it gone? Oh, it's almost gone. Oh yeah. Okay. How many? Yeah. How many? How many are left? How many grams are you talking? I gotta go see what the bag normally is. I think it's a kilogram bag. It's a big bag. Okay. It's it's hefty. It's hefty. It's probably half gone in like a week. Okay. Not bad. So, yeah. Well, you know, when you walk by the kitchen, you just put your hand, your grubby little hands in there, and you just keep walking. So, anyways, well, we got there. Rob Eagle, he came through. Oh, okay. It took him almost. It took him over three hours to write this email. I think, but well, good thing we were buying for time. It's good thing it yeah. worked out for what? What? what for a, everybody. What, what a twist. So, um, this this email is entitled Ron Eagles Indiana story, and then Uh-oh. about four minutes later, uh, Rob followed up with I meant. Indianapolis story. Um, what? Indianapolis story. Jerry, you've already you've already ruined it. No, I, did you I, not I, read the prep I, email? I, I did not because I didn't realize it was a prep email. <laughs> oh, okay. No, look, I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I I get it. Some stormcast don't paint themselves. Well, hello, creeps. Good. Yeah. A while back, you were talking about underage creeps sneaking into theaters to see uh, movies you were too young to view. Nah. Were we? Mm, I've never done that. I did. Twice uh, that happened? Well, kind of. So, I remember ages ago going to see The Santa Claus Ooh. with a, with a friend Michael. And then it was going to take. It was taking so long. I don't know what happened, but like uh, his parents were supposed to pick us up after the movie, and, and they that forgot. Didn't, and then they that didn't happen. Yeah. So we were hanging around the lobby for a long time, and then I we just kind of like went back into the theater and started sure. watching the movie again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does that count? Because I'm pretty sure that like the theater person would be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I'd rather you in the theater than and lingering than outside. Lingering, yeah, exactly. Mm. Who gives a crap? They get paid the same. And then, I think that, I, I actually honestly think that might be it. Uh, there's some, if there's another time, I'm not, I'm forgetting. But I've never actually snuck into a theater. There, there's There's been ample opportunity, though. Sometimes those uh, theaters, they have very low security. And I don't think they really care because they're like, I gotta hit play no matter what anyway. I don't think they care either, but um, I, w- I was just like, there was one guy who cared. I, I just kind of had a memory, like one time I did have to fudge my age a bit. I think it was for, um, it might have been for Hellboy, like the first Hellboy movie. Like, I think, I think that the dude working the ticket thing was checking, like maybe that movie was PG-13. And he was checking that we were actually 13 or something. Because I remember he asked us all our birth dates. I think it was, I think it was for Hellboy. And he was like, he's like, when's your birth date? And I was like, oh, it's on this day. He was like, what year? And I was like, the year that makes me old enough to see this movie. 
I saw Terminator 2 in theater when I was eight years old. Yeah, your dad took you, right? Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So that was, that, that wasn't, I mean, I got into the theater. That, maybe that's what he means? I don't know. When I think oh. sneaking into theaters, I mean, I think that's a different thing. But going to see movies of, of when you're underage, when you're not like age appropriate cinema, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, 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 I roll, you roll the dice here. Yeah, I do remember. But then there's movies that are like those NC-17s in the states, but there are here, which is a rarity. I remember they had that bullshit with Fight Club of all things. Fight Fight Club was too hard for people. They were really afraid Still of what happens at the youth. The youths would see it. Without an adult, still is. And I think uh, Magnolia was like that too. Of like it's these fucking movies. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like movies are like who gives a shit? What, what's triple so bad about X. Magnolia? It's triple X. Triple X. Yeah, you know how many dicks you see in that movie? Well, you hear Julianne Moore talking about sucking her cock. It's not what I would have said, but okay. Yeah, yeah it's nasty, yeah. nasty business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, life got life was a lot easier once you hit eighteen because you, you don't have yeah. to worry about that. When you're a sixteen year old uh, uh, budding cinephile, which is the, <laughs> um, you're actually like, oh man, I really got to see this. I really got to see Eyes Wide Shut. Sure. And, and you're like rolling the dice. Are they gonna let me in? Yeah. What's your birthday? Uh whatever gets me into Eyes Wide what, Shut. What, what, what's the line in the? Uh, Little Rascals, account number what seven. What year? Every year. Account account number seven. Seven. That's good stuff. Were you watching Little Rascals recently? Uh, a few months ago I was. When I, um, a former co-worker of mine who's like RJ2 in a lot of ways. Uh, uh-huh. Also had a grandma v- VHS collection. Uh, a lot good of crossover, A lot of crossovers there. Uh, also a, ca- a Catholic boy. Oof. And um, yeah, very... Oof. Very creepy, some of the things, but uh, there was yeah. a period of time whenever you got the door for the other, it was like, thank you, my good man. My good men? Yeah. See, Little Rascals is a high-quality movie. That that movie, no. See, I watched the clip finally, because I never saw that movie yeah. growing up. And man, those kids suck as actors. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean... They're, they're crap. They're so yeah, bad. But... You can barely hear them, those, those little kid voices. It's you like, can't go into Little Rascals looking for high quality acting you're you're there yes, for I a can. good time yes i can I, I can i can expect a lot from children yeah this is why the, the this child is why actors you belong you... in the criterion closet because you'll go in there and you're like oh perfect not a single copy of little rascals in sight <laughs> not a single copy well that's no see, that, that no that's the thing though I, I mean i could still say hey those kids are terrible but this movie's probably better than uh 25 of the collection well, that's a hard fact. That's a hard, yeah. a solid hard, yeah. hard fact. A yeah, hard these, fact. these, these, these are those hard truths that we're spitting. They, they, people don't. I don't want, they're not ready for it. They don't want to hear it. I don't. Well, fuck them. Yeah, the people that's who still, the people who still say how, like, uh, how the, the collection's besmirched because Armageddon's in it. It's like, oh, what I wouldn't yeah. give for an Armageddon. I know that's that's never been the problem. That movie's better than. It's like well, one fifth of the movies in there. It, well, it's it's dumb. That movie's extremely dumb. But man, yeah, I'd watch it uh, over a lot. A bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What mm-hmm. Sanders on the river? It's like no, no, thank you. 
fucking I'd watch that over um here's here's a real deep cut. Young Torless. Hey. Remember Young Torless? I uh, that's that's not even that bad. No, it's not. But it is it is called Young Torless. It is called Young Torless. What about You know who was also young at one movies. point? You Who's know who that? was also young? Rob Eagle. Uh-oh. Who continued Although I was too young to see a certain movie, I concocted a cunning ruse. There were huge cues to see said flick, so I plotted to slip in with the herd. The movie was Jaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To ensure cool. my undetected entry, I donned a grown-up disguise. Just, just like little rascals. Ooh. My, my mother had already made me, God knows why, a suit made from that miracle product uh, Crimpline? Crimpline? I think that's for that condition you were talking about earlier. <laughs> for your, what your cat one? has? Oh. No, that penis oh, one you were talking about. Penis. Mm-hmm. Texturized continuous fiber. At this point, uh, let me explain. Uh, Crimpline was a material hugely popular in the UK in the 70s, made from melted down traffic cones. Cool. To eat? To wear. Oh, okay. Um, damn. Look at these uh, stud muffins. I'm going to send this to RJ. This isn't like porn, is it? I mean, it might go there. They are fully clothed, though, in primary colors. It's not like pornography, color. is it? Yes, you see them? Oh, this? yeah, it's like bell bottoms. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That's not porn. That's not too it's, porny. It's, it's how people would have been dressed to go see Jaws <laughs> night out on the summer town. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> To give myself the required height, I wore a pair of stack heel shoes, do it together at the time, with six inch mm-hmm. heels. Now you do the Quint voice, Jarrett. The what? <laughs> you didn't put it in parentheses, but I have to read it out loud. <laughs> you know how you know how high they were? You look from the sole to the heel. I'm just going to read this entire thing. This. <laughs> these sh- pictures, uh, they should be, they should be in the Discord. I'm gonna post a picture of these uh shoes. Okay. All right. You just all right. My goodness. I wonder, if, I wonder if Rob still has them. Unfortunately, I had factored in how long it would take me to t- teeter to the bus stop. I was rather a portly kid. <laughs> and keep going. <laughs> It's a rather portly kid. God, why am I doing that voice? I don't know. <laughs> Man, hmm. I was rather a portly kid, so my center of gravity was rather high. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I staggered onto the street. People strode toward me. Sometimes they'd look away. Sometimes they wouldn't look away. <laughs> <laughs> having a a, a, a genuine reaction to this one. <laughs> Keep going. You're doing Sometimes good. they look at that crippling suit, then their eyes would just roll over white, lifeless eyes, black eyes, just like a doll's eyes. Mm. Then after they'd passed me, I heard that terrible high pitched screaming. What? I asked myself. What are they laughing at? It was a long while until the next bus came, so I was late for the movie. 
I was the last one in, as I carefully navigated the marble steps of the movie theater. With my stack heels, I loudly clopped. <laughs> two women in the booth. The tiled foyer of the theater had a fine echo. The women in the booth viewed me with frosty faces, yet they took my money and gave me a ticket. I'd made it. I totally fooled them. I finally made it to the safety of the carpeted floor and the door of the theater. As I pushed the door, heard, bouncing off the tiled walls behind me, shrieks of hysterical laughter. Regards, R.O. Beagle. And at the very end, I kept scrolling. Regards, R.O. Beagle. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had some fun with that one, eh? I, I did. Yeah, you had certain a little thing, fun with that there, one. That's there's, good. There's, there's certain things you one does not expect to be saying, and when growling out things, yeah. <laughs> clopping. There, uh, actually, yeah. what he just said reminds me a lot. I'll put it into the Discord. Uh, there was a um, there was some Wilson Fisk action that was oh, oh shit, really really good. But he's all gonna... but he's all muscle, RJ. Oh, I know, I know. I'm going to put this in right now because this is very relevant to you. Uh, but, uh, man, it was good. Well, as I have to say, Rob is picks or it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I mean, well, maybe cameras didn't exist at the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that that weird why they went with the, um, I don't even know what you would call that haircut on uh, Wilson. Yeah. It's a it's 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 a line kind of, but it was so funny. Flashback. No, to but a... it's the it's the hair though, or it's like yeah. slicked. It's like a Rob Van Dam hair. Yeah, yeah, kinda. It total. It is Rob Van Dam hair. Actually, that's what it is. What do you what would you call that look? Uh, kingpin baby. That's what that look do, is. Do, 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 do. I just Rob Van it, it was Dam. So funny when when that came on. He's like oh, he's talking about himself. Do, he's like do, 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 for myself. As a child, Rob he's like, Van I was lonely, Dan. ostracized because of my weight. I don't know. I just thought it was very funny. But he is 350 pounds of muscle, you know? Mm -hmm. Like Rob Van Dam. I don't know if Rob Van Dam's got quite that much on him. No. You know what I mean? So, so Wilson Fisk was a pretty cool dude. Hey, who is the uh, Two-Face looking guy? What Spider-Man character is that? That is just exactly just Two-Face. Um, I don't know. If you, he was under I, I, Tombstone. I posted a picture of him. He, he is He's Two-Face. His name mm. was Langdon in the show, but I was like, what Spider-Man <laughs> villain is this? He's, well, he's Langdon. He's like, well, clearly he's Langdon, you know? Yeah, he does have the Rob Van Dam hair. He does. Very popular at the time. Yeah. Even though it's like, even though it's like a '90s TV show, and this yeah. would have been set in the past of Wilson Fisk, you know, so it was like, oh, why is he rocking that hair in 1960? Because he was uh, doing his own rules. No, you know what I mean, man. Yeah, I, I hate the way this cartoon looks. What the Spider-Man cartoon? Yeah, it's hideous. I think it's great. Oh, it's so have you not been loving these screenshots? No, well, I mean, I, I see it and I go, oh yeah, I remember this crap. Actually, the one that uh, did feel very um, upsetting to me, it brought back some, some trauma, was uh -huh. seeing Neogenic Nightmare Chapter 6. Because I remember 
when they would play this on great a weekly basis, there'd be times where it's like, oh, we're gonna get the next part, and there'd be like chapter one. You go, what? But I've seen chapter one already. Why is it looping back around? Why aren't they progressing the story? Keep that season going all year, baby. Yeah, it's it get... was it was frustrating. You wanted to see yeah. the next part. I know, I know. All season two was neogenic nightmare, and it just kept going, man. Just uh-huh. kept going. Plasma. Plasma. Morbius is okay. I like Tombstone better when he showed up because he makes phone calls and he's like, "It's me, Tombstone." What about Man Spider? Where's the screenshot? He was, he was there, he was there. I didn't take any pictures. He was just cool. He was just cool to look at. I like Man Spider. Man Spider was cool. Tombstone is cool. Kingpin's cool. You're a big Smythe guy, so that's cool. Where's Electro? Uh, he was. That was all in the first season. So first season was like uh. Um, Sinister Six stuff. So you had Electro, Scorpion, uh, Doctor Octopus, Mysterio, Shocker, and uh, fuck somebody else. I can't remember who else is in that original one. A Sinister Six. Yeah. A Sandman, Rhino. Vulture, Rhino. Was... In well, in this cartoon, no, Rhino's yeah. in it. Sandman and Vulture weren't in it yet. Right. So, so that was the first season. And then first season also had Venom. Venom, Venom. And second season was Neogenic Nightmare. So we had Man Spider. We had Moabius for a long stint. We had Tombstone for a long stint. Uh, we had a brief appearance of the X-Men. A lot of talk about genocide. I also mm-hmm. liked that, the rationale on the one I sent. If they don't exist... Then they can't suffer, and I went, "Hmm, interesting, very interesting." For for when you, when I saw that clip, I thought, "Whoa, it's RJ uh, doing the deep dive on some X Men." No, I just uh, I mean, I might get to that eventually because um, they are making new ones, which probably won't be good. But well, you know, I mean, if they just do the comics, it could be pretty good. I can't remember when it's coming out on Disney Plus, but it's called X Men ninety seven. It's supposed to be like that, right? Yeah, uh, no, I mean, yeah. There's there, there's some like, hey, I I I I'm a big X Men fan. I like those. Yeah. I like the like the comics are horrible these days, but I think there's a, there's, a there, there's a lot of mileage to the to the X Men if done well. I agree. I agree, and that's what I'm getting out of this uh this Spider Man's too. It's uh it's got good stuff in there, and I mean it's nostalgic for me, but it's actually like it's like this is a lot easier to watch than new star trek has been and uh like i really like the x-men too i might give x-men a rip but there's a lot of crossover in this spider-man like x-men were there and now they're starting to get like um like dr strange was in one with dormammu and in in the animated spider-man that's where carnage comes from is dormammu you know about dormammu jared (laughs) i do so he's there shield has shown up a couple times uh, with Nick Fury and the chameleons mm. always around when Shield is uh, there. Ah, good old chameleon. And then uh, who else has popped up a lot? Um, uh, they're starting to do some Avenger stuff now. Like Iron Man and uh, Captain America have popped up just briefly, just briefly. But I like it because it it assumes you don't know. Like they don't really like focus on it. They're like, oh, there's Iron Man, and then he kind of leaves, and like that's it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Spider Man's good stuff, Jared. And that's what you've been watching, huh? 
Well, we, I mean, we, we, didn't, we didn't even, uh, I didn't get to ask you. Okay, well, why don't you ask me? Archie, what have you been creeping on this week? Well, Jared, I've been watching the animated Spider-Man from the 90s. Okay, how's that, that been? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a breath of fresh air. A breath of fresh a, air. A breast of fresh ass, it... some have said. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Um, yeah, the Spider-Man's really good. And um, I'm a... I, I beat the Spider-Man game on PS5, so I figured I'm going to give the air purifier a little break, and so I, I hopped back onto uh, Switch, and I'm playing a uh, an RPG, a little bit slower speed, so what I can do kind is... Kind of RPG. Pokemon. Oh, goodness. So, uh, it's good. Also, so I'm basically, I'm trying to become a, a, a seven, eight-year-old boy again by watching Spider-Man oh. and playing Pokemon. I'm trying to... Oh. Trying to get it back, Jarrett. He asked for anyone's friend codes lately. Uh, no, I let those friend codes come to me now. That's how I handle that. Oh, I see. Yeah. But my point is, I can throw Spider-Man on, and I can do a little Pokemon in, on my couch, and it is like I'm a nine-year-old boy again. It's the ultimate dream. The life I always wanted. And I'm living <laughs> it, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm living it. Uh, so I, uh, oh, I beat that Spider-Man game. And? I don't know if you're interested. Uh, it's good. It uh, it is like um, it didn't know... suck like Oliver Granger said. Well, no, I mean, I think uh, it is. It's absolutely just like those Arkham Asylum, Arkham City games, like uh, all to a T. Like a lot of the missions and gameplay style. So you'll kind of swing in somewhere and you'll do some stuff. But then there's like stealth ones where you grab people from the rafters. But that's what the Batman game was like too. And then I know he was uh, one of the one of the things that does suck is the. The stealth missions where some of times you're Mary Jane and sometimes you're Miles Morales and you both both of those characters suck ass because they can't do anything so they're just like you're just walking around trying to avoid guards and it's just kind of boring you know like mm-hmm. when you were just doing like the fun stuff like swinging around now you're just like escorting Mary Jane well you're just her or Miles and you're just trying to run away from people and and you're like oh that sucks but Batman had stuff like that too kind of when you'd be like Catwoman but at least she could like do something Miles and Mary Jane literally can't do anything their only weapon is like throwing noise clickers like to the other side of the room you're saying that Mary Jane throws things she throws like it's like a clicker and it like makes noises so like that's 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 the only thing she can do uh, oh, she gets a taser eventually. Oh, she can tase people. <laughs> I see. But only from behind. Like it's 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 the kind of <laughs> gameplay thing where it's like if you get seen ever, it's just like it's like a big X. It's like you are dead, and then and then you die. So like you can tase uh... people eventually, but you have to be right behind them, and they can't see you like sneak up on them. Okay. Miles doesn't even have a taser. Miles just has a. He's got like a cell phone app. That uh, turns off security cameras or something. Wait, I'm confused. What is Miles doing? He's Spider-Man. No, he's not Spider-Man yet. Not in this game. So in this game... Wait, 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 wait. You're you're playing not the Miles Morales Spider-Man? I played that too. I beat that too. But the first part is PS4 Spider-Man where you're Peter Parker. And Miles Morales is is in it, but he's not a a Spider-Man yet. Oh, uh, he, he works oh. at like the homeless shelter with Aunt May and he's like trying to help, but he doesn't have powers yet. And then at the end of the, that game is when Miles Morales gets bit and then he got a little side game that came out later. So I have the I had the double pack. 
So I played them both. But the yes. first game, the why one that... This, why is it a side game? That's why it was like a whole other game. It is and it isn't. Like, um, I think it started out as like a DLC and it just got a little too big. So they're like, they're like, let's just put this out on its own disc. But like, I beat it in, I don't know, four hours maybe? Maybe less than that? Like three hours? Like, it wasn't very long, the side one. The actual, like, the main game was, I don't know, probably 15 hours or so, but PlayStation's, num- like, tra- number things for how long you play doesn't work at all. Because uh, I think after, like, three days of playing where I was like, that's got to be, like, five hours, um, it said I had only played for an hour, and I was like, well, that's not right. But, like, yeah, so the main game is Peter Parker, and you are a lab assistant for Otto Octavius. And uh, you, so he's like university age, which I actually like quite a bit. Like, I, I think I like university Peter Parker a lot more than high school Peter Parker. Because Miles is kind of high school, like the high school Spider-Man. And he's kind of annoying sometimes. Because you're like, grow up. <laughs> These aren't real problems. He's well, always like, probably, I mean, you, Well, you probably have to deal with a lot of high school kids at Pizza Hut. Oh, they always come in for that buffet. Yeah, they yeah. don't feed them after themselves. The youths, Jared, the youths. Yeah. Yeah, so that's no good. But yeah, the, uh, I mean, yeah, the gameplay stuff is like a lot of, uh, it's like those Batman games, but the story is pretty good. Like, I actually like the, the, the main story. I was like, this is a good Spider-Man story. Like, when you're, so you're Peter and, and you work with Doc Ock, kind of, but he's not Doc Ock yet. And then there's other stuff going on. Where's Green Goblin? Uh, in the background is Norman Osborn, but not actually as the Goblin yet. Wait, so what, what do you do in this game? So it's like you work with Otto Octavius, and he's like in a struggling lab. Is and Norman Peter Parker year one? No, yeah, you were, yeah. No, well, I mean, kind of, yeah. So like he's been Spider-Man for a couple years, and he's in university now, so he, he doesn't live with Aunt May. What? Yeah, it's university age. No, but it's like why? But so he's in Spider Man for a couple of years. Yeah, but Otto Octavius isn't Doctor Octopus, and Norman no. Osborn isn't Green Goblin. No, not yet. What is this? What, so what is like, this? what is so this you crap? Work, so it's it's not a bad story. I actually kind of liked how it played. Is it, out. Is it, this sounds like Christopher Nolan Spider Man. So you work with Otto, and you find out that he has a like you're in a struggling lab, and you find out that Oscorp. Uh, was because Otto and Norman Osborn were good friends when they were grad students, and they they everyone called them the O's. So Oscorp was O's Corp because it was Otto and Osborn, or Octavius and Osborn. So what I just but liked no, when so when yeah. Bendis did Ultimate Spider-Man, I thought he yeah. like, had a pretty good solution of it. It's like Otto Octavius worked for Norman Osborn mm-hmm. under Oscorp. So this Done. one is and, and, that they and work and, together, and then uh, yeah. Osborn ousts Otto basically who cares well so here's what happens (laughs) so so Otto octavius is trying to like get funding for his uh lab but he also has a neurodegenerative disease so he's gonna lose the ability to move his muscles soon okay so like the work they were doing was on prosthetic limbs obviously so it's him building the auto stuff to eventually he he becomes dr octopus about halfway through the game the first half of the game, uh, so the opening of the game is you take out Kingpin, 
And then with Kingpin gone, there's gangs everywhere trying to fight for, like, control over the city. And then uh, Mr. Negative, Jarrett, is the main villain in this game. You know Mr. Uh, Negative? Oh, yeah. The, the creation of Dan Slott, one of the uh-huh. la- lamest Spider-Man characters yep. around. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I thought was super lame, too. I was like, Mr. Negative? I was like, out of all of the characters they could go with, they pick this fucking guy? Um but actually that's really short-lived he's just the bad guy for the first like uh like third of the game and then you find out like then uh the sinister six gets released so rhino scorpion vulture uh electro um somebody else um and then you find out it was uh doc ock because he's trying to get back at norman osborne of course just like that RJ disappears he logs off yeah it's like he finished telling the story about Spider-Man the game and uh then he just went log off no no more needs to be said yeah I mean it was a good game I actually I didn't mind the story and then yeah the second the little add-on thing was Miles' story and then it's him against Prowler and Tinkerer and Roxxon oh shit Roxxon so Roxon comes in and they're because they're like taking over Harlem where Miles lives and they're like the Oscorp and for Harlem kind of. So you got to like fight them. But yeah, the, the Miles Morales thing is not like it's not very long. It's it's it took me. It was like less than four hours, I think. So it goes pretty quick. Anyways, man, I'm, I'm really disappointed. The more I and, now that I know more about this, it's like that isn't what I imagined. Like, like why what are the they? Game would be? Yeah, why are they always having to reinvent the wheel? This shit. Um, I actually like. There, I'm kind of shorthanding in it, it, but like, it is a long story, and there is like a reason things happen. Like, even Mister Negative has like a reason why he's there. I thought he was the lamest of all of them, but uh, there's a reason why he's there, and you're like, okay. The one thing I did like is all the villains, like the Sinister Six guys. They're all in like, uh, very comic, traditional, accurate outfits. Like Doc Ock looks like Doc Ock, and which uh, version of Doc Ock? Like old nerdy one. Like um, the, it's like a white like lab coat. Glasses, yeah, yeah. Like but not he, the uh, uh, not not the uh, orange and green. Uh, no, he's got that too. In the animated series, well, oh, so he's, he's got, got a, oh, see, he, he's got a green turtleneck, and then he has like um, he has orange stuff on him too, and then he's yeah, got uh, he has a lab coat on sometimes, and then the the limbs pop out of him and the coat comes off. So he's huh. kind of both. See, he's I was always of... a fan. Of my favorite Dr. Octopus is the Eric Larson version. Which, which one does that look like? Uh, I'll send you what the trading card looked like. Mm. It, it, it's like the white, it's like a dinner, white dinner suit almost. Uh, yeah. uh, I kind of like that. Oh, but yeah. Uh, all the guys looked like. Uh, so people will know we're talking about what I am watching. Well, Rob Eagle is posting some pics. So I'm going to post it in that thread. Dr. Octopus. Okay. Yeah. So that story doesn't... uh... He's he's even having a Siggy. Ooh, he is having a Siggy. Uh, uh, This is like a 1990 product. And they're like, I like that. I like that. He's super villain smoke. That was always the thing, right? That's why they always lose. This was definitely... This was like the haircut of choice, though, to to put on nerd men. Oh, yeah. This mush cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it showed that they didn't care. You know, because well, it's like so uh, focused on this. Was work. it J- Jeremiah Arkham? 
when he was a character oh, yeah, in the Batman comics. Yeah, he definitely he was he was rocking it too. Mm-hmm. Very bad haircuts. Mm. That reminds me, I do not like what they're doing to J. Jonah Jameson nowadays. So it started, maybe it was this game, but he was like this in uh, those new movies with Tom Holland too, like the No Way Home. But in the Spider-Man game, he's a, he's a podcaster, but he's like a right-wing, like Joe Rogan-style podcaster. Uh-huh. And I don't like that, because even watching the, watching the 90s cartoon... Like, J. Jonah Jameson is, like, kind of annoying sometimes and a bit aggressive, but he still, like, he still tries to do the right thing at times, where in the game, he'll come on and, like, in the Spider-Man game, he'll come on and be like, Ivermectin, it's what we should be injecting ourselves with. I'm like, oh my god. It's going to age so bad. They that they, he didn't actually say that he just said stuff like that I where see. I was just like it seemed very kind of like I don't know it seemed kind of topical but uh, no I, like I thought I thought the game was good it was fun like you you could play around with Spider Man a lot and I actually didn't mind the story um, I thought it was good uh, the Miles one I think leaves a little bit to be wanting but uh, the next game which comes out this year is I think Peter and Miles. Where Miles is the new one, like, when you play the Miles one, like, he's not as good. Like, he can't do as much stuff, and, like, he falls over sometimes. So, like... It's like <laughs> oh, wow. Here, I'm going to post... Look at this. I put... This is on the main feed, so people can see it, and they'll be what the fuck are we talking about? Wow, they can look back. Look, look how, how wicked this uh, Sinister yeah, Six is. Those are. dudes look wicked. So, see, there's Hobgoblin in there, right? Yeah, Hobgoblin, yeah. Hobgoblin. So, where did... uh, When did... Green Goblin and Hobgoblin, like who came first? Because in the cartoon, Green it was Goblin. Hobgoblin. Green Goblin came first. Okay. Yeah. Hobgoblin looks cooler. Hobgoblin no. does look cool. Hobgoblin, yeah, he's one of my he's one of my faves. What about Hammerhead? Uh, I know you're a big Hammerhead guy. <laughs> he's just got a hard head. That's a that's the DLC for this game is uh you Hammerhead. it's Hammerhead and Black Cat and uh, Silvermane and it's like a gang war in New York and. uh you're you're trying to like i played that for a while too but it got to the point where it was like it was like so intensely hard that i was like what is this i was like this isn't fun anymore so i played like half of it and then i stopped but yeah hobgoblin's super cool remember a superior spider-man i do remember i i sold my superior spider-man to you guys well not not to me well to an establishment that you know about but have those good, gone up in comics. value, or was oh. it was was it the right call for me to? Well, I, I, well, I suspect that they're not worth. Uh, I don't know if they're worth anything, but Amazing Spider-Man always kind of holds its value because yeah. it's it's Spider-Man. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> Robbie goes yeah, very I, I concerned. Just... Robbie goes really concerned that we're not doing the podcast apparently right now. He thinks I'm just posting stuff about Spider-Man. I'm gonna send him a hobgoblin yeah. gif. Yeah, I think Hob- I think he deserves that. Goblin. I think he deserves it. What about it. proto-goblin? Hey. Yeah, Pro Goblin. Oh, there's all sorts of. There's De- Demo Goblin. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen that guy. Okay, we're just we're, just, we're gonna get Robbie. We're getting worried. So, a couple weeks ago, yeah. I watched a movie. I watched okay. the X Files movie. Ooh. The uh, was it? How was that? The Fu- Fight the future. Yeah, the first I, movie because there's I, two, right? I saw. Yeah. This is the first one. Okay. This is this is the uh, movie that goes between season six and season seven, mm-hmm. or season five and season six, season five and season six. Yeah, I hadn't seen this since theater. I saw this in theater. Um, 
watching it again. Uh, I definitely did not remember uh, Martin Landau being in this at all. And there he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's very uh, Q pilled. Uh, talking talking about FEMA. He talks about FEMA. Yeah, he talks about FEMA, the secret government. Hmm. And they they still don't resolve any of it. And then I don't know. The movie's whatever. Did you just see some real bad Jillian Anderson acting? I don't get it. What do you mean bad? Oh, she's she can she has some pretty shitty delivery at times. Like, yeah, I like real, Jillian Anderson. She, sometimes she's terrible, terrible. She was terrible. Terrible. She was oh, terrible. My goodness, Andre, you wouldn't even believe it. She wavers. But uh, uh-huh. so I got through season six, and then they have the whole that like two parter that just wraps up the entire thing with the, was it the syndicate. Uh yeah yeah the yeah. syndicate. And then this is also when they've moved to California. The where, Jarrett? California. Oh, so it's nice and bright, hey? Very bright. Well, season seven. So this is like the point where like, I think the company's about to sue Fox. Not himself, uh, but, but yeah. Fox, uh, the company, uh, for reasons. Because he's about to leave. He's very unhappy. But man, David Duchovny's aging. Like, in the those seven years, it's like, man, he, he definitely, I don't know. He's he like a little old. Yeah, he gets, he's getting a little wrinkly. He's, I'm like, I'm like, well, I was kind of shocked, actually. It was like that first episode that wasn't too bad uh, in the first in season seven, where it's mm-hmm. like the, the, the weird mutant vampire brain-eating kid who works at the Burger King or the, the fast food place. If you remember that. I remember like that. Ro- Robbie Robertson or something like that. Robbie Roberts? Yeah, that's, that's the name. Spider-Man character. Robbie Roberts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he works at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the episode? It's called Hunger X Files. The Hunger. Season 7. Hunger. Or Hungry? Requiem. Was it indeed a Requiem? Oh, hungry is what it's called. Hmm. Uh, the name of the kid. Uh... To be oh, yeah. Well, because the, the, the red herring kid uh, is named Durwood Spinks. Which I mean, there's got to be a X Files name generator. Durwood Spigs. Yeah, because that's the only time you ever hear of like anyone named Durwood. Rob Roberts. Rob Roberts. Robbie Robertson. Yeah. From uh, the Daily Bugle. From the Daily Bugle. Yeah, I like that. I like that. This was a uh, this was a Vince Gilligan episode. Vince Gilligan, did you say? Oh yeah, and you know what the next episode yeah. is? What's that? Millennium. Oh, yeah, but you have to watch all of Millennium first because that's uh, actually the series finale of Millennium. Shit. Did you know should that? I, sh- should I just skip this episode and save it for when I watch Millennium? It It, it is genuinely, that is this because Millennium was canceled and they couldn't wrap the story up. So right. this was their way of trying to backtrack. It is the series finale of Millennium. So I w- if you were going to plan to watch Millennium, I would just save it. Okay. Yeah. Give it a skip. Like it's not in like... The thing, too, with that is, like, at the time, people complained, like, the Millennium guys. They're like, this isn't Millennium. And it's like, yeah, because it's like it can't be because Millennium got canceled. It's, yeah. It is focused on X-Files still, <laughs> and Lance Henriksen's out, just kind of there. It turns out uh, American audiences aren't crazy about shows where people get walled up into walls. They get drywalled in alive. No. Like, oh, mounds of women. 
uh yeah so it's it's not the best millennium episode but it is the end of the uh frank black story so yeah thank goodness i remember i remember all the details from those riveting episodes behind the paywall oh speaking of paywalls hey speaking of paywalls well actually do you have anything else uh nah i mean it's just like yeah x-files is definitely kind of season six was a bit of a chore to get through there was yeah this the, the bad episodes are bad like they're just dull Luckily, I'm doing other things. But even when I'm doing other things, I sometimes go, ah, I don't even want to put this on in the background right now. You should throw on uh, some animated X-Men. Let's see here. What are the good episodes? Or Spider-Man. Here, I'm going to send you... I'm, I, I got some pictures. I'm sending it to just you on Discord of uh, just what me. the villains look like in the Spider-Man game. Okay. I think you're going to like Kingpin the best. Where did you send this to me? Oh, uh, oh, I, oh, this is very getting, this is getting very confusing. I know. Well, I haven't, oh, I had them on my oh, phone. My, what is this? These are the villains in the PS4 Spider-Man. What the fuck? Why are they realistic? Because it's game. No look, way. Look oh, <laughs> I saw what I'm looking at. Oh, it's so weird. His weird smile is so funny. I'll, this, I'll this, this, okay, this, this. This game is bizarre to my eyes. Oh. Oh, Electro, why? Yeah, Electro's kind of weird. He's got like a star scar on his well, face. Scorp Scorpion looks like he's rocking a goatee. Uh, I think he is. <laughs> it's like a metallic goatee. Well, that's a classic Scorpion for you. Yeah. Classic Mac? Scorpion. Mac Gargan? Yeah. Mac. Mac. Yeah, so there's some pretty there's some pretty good dudes in here is what I'm saying, Jared. Oh, what a piss off that is. So Kingpin Michael McKean. So Michael McKean Michael from McKean. Uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. Uh, the one episode that was not it was kind of okay, but went, did not need to be two episodes was Dreamland. Where oh, the, yeah. uh it's the one with uh what's yeah. He shows up and then there, it's a it's a mind swap. But mm. originally uh, Gary Shandling was gonna be uh the Fletcher character, which would have been incredible. That would have been but pretty cool. Apparently, Gary Shandling wasn't available. Speaking of which, RJ, why why haven't you watched Larry uh, Sanders' show yet? It's not available. It's on uh, it's on Crave, huh? No, it's not. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Is it going to be dated though? And am I actually going to like it, no. or I'm going to yeah. or I'm going to make everyone feel bad when I say I don't like no. it? I don't know. You I mean you make me feel bad regardless? So that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But think about all of the Spider Man I could be watching. You could do both. I could. No, I'm I'm done. Let, Star Trek Discovery. Let, let, Larry Sanders show is pretty great. Yeah, I'll maybe throw it in. Just by the way, I am done Discovery. So yes. I don't I don't know if I if I should roll into Picard or not. I haven't started it yet. I need a kind of a little bit of a break. I think <laughs> that good. I mean. None of it is like I so I don't think it's as outright bad as uh, the internet would lead lead you to believe. Like it's not unwatchable. It's just not good. Like I don't know. I uh, I don't want to spoil anything for no. I'll, I'll save it. For, I'll put it behind the paywall whenever we do it because there is a star rating that I hit and I never went above it. So it's just yeah. It's it's just not good. That's all. It's not like so bad that like I want to burn down hollywood like some people want to do but uh yeah it's not a very good show 
You would know that if you were a xenoanthropologist. It's true. Uh, do you remember that episode, the How the Ghost Stole Christmas episode of, of uh, X-Files? Yeah, that episode's wicked, I think. With, with Ed Asner and uh, Lily Tomlin. Yeah, I remember that episode being good. Is that true? It's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, that's Man, that's the thing they've completely abandoned when a, when Skinner gets injected with some weird, uh, was it like mm-hmm. heart, heart thing? And it's like, ah, now you're under our control. And they've kind of just said, eh, we don't care about that now. Yeah, they bail on that. They bail you, on a lot of things. Is that is season six the one that opens with them all in hot tubs talking, or in bathtubs talking to each other? No. Where they're all in the bathtub on the phone with each other? They're all in bubble baths? Uh, I thought that was when they moved to Hollywood, and it was the start of that season, maybe. I don't Because I, so. I always really liked that. I always thought that was really funny. There's the uh, episode where uh, Mulder and Scully are pretending to be married, and they move into, like, the planned neighborhood, and it's oh, protected yeah. by, like, a... Oh, what's that fucking bug thing? Bug alien. Well, no, it's not a bug. Oh, you're thinking of the, the thing that's invisible, except for certain, uh, to certain people, mm-hmm. and then Mulder, it looks like Mulder's going crazy. Right. And it's just it's predatorial bug man, which of is course. awesome. Good Nine stuff. times out of ten, it is. Nine times out of ten, uh, but yeah, Arcadia is the one where it's like, yeah, there's like a a muck man that kills you if you you don't put your uh, mailbox on properly. I like muck man, muck man, muck man, muck mans. Oh yeah, and then there's the episode where the alien plays baseball. Uh, yeah, that was cool too. It's fine. These all sound like good episodes. Uh, yeah. And season seven is only starting, but we'll see. We'll see how long. Do, do I just last it all the way through? Watch all. I mean, the I would at this point. Yeah, I don't well, know. You're seven seasons in. You might as well. Almost seven seasons in. Yeah. Because what you only have a couple. Did you ever watch the new ones, like the revival ones from Never. a couple years ago? Yeah, Never, you ever. might. You might as well then, because you just have two more seasons of like original X Files, and then. Uh, those new revival ones, those are like six episode long seasons. I would do it because some of those new ones are pretty good. I would do that. We'll see. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Probably. I would do that. Huh. This These stills are upsetting to me. Which one? Oh, are you on the Spider-Man one still? Yeah, they, they went back to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which one do you like the most, and which one do you dislike the most? Uh, Kingpin's just off. Uh, No, the Doctor Octopus one's so weird to me. Uh, did you zoom in on his face? No. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a green, it's almost like a green welding coat that's, like, kind of buckled up. Okay. Like, I thought I, when I was thinking back, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, he has a turtleneck, but it's kind of like a welding coat, I think, is what it is, more than anything else. That makes sense. So you're going to take me through Star Trek? Through the the black hole of Discovery Season 2, Part 2? Yeah, I think this is getting really, really far in my memory, so this might be a... uh, might be a, a a quick a quick jaunt into space okay well uh-huh. let's uh launch off into patreon oh, wow. space oh i don't mean quick it's going to be a lengthy and worthwhile adventure 
think that you say. Have to tune in, I guess. Tune into what, Jared? People might not know. On our Patreon, exclusive episodes that would also give you exclusive access to the Criterion Creeps Discord. And is that a good thing, Jared? You, 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 do you think people even know about the Red Angel? The mystery <laughs> well, of which the Red one? Angel? Are we talking about the Sigmar Red Angel? Is that the one? The, the, the Spock? Oh, uh, Spock's dy- dyslexia? Yeah. Oh, jeez! Don't give away too much. Oh, well. And now you're now we're just in, and then the grob, the grob, in the grob. Uh, did you know that a thousand years in the future they don't have cures for things like dyslexia, but they got a spore drive. What about two thousand years from now? Not even that, man. <laughs> don't give too much away, man. Oh, you know, you know about the mycelial network? Oh man, is that spore related? Is it spore related? Get out of here. Come on. Come on. You know what we're talking <sighs> about here. Anyways, yeah. is it the best Star Trek series ever? Well, you oh. might have to tune in to find out. Damn. You might have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I'll say. Yeah, well, cool. Cool. Uh you got any news for us this week? Any news. Scoops? Uh let me go to Movie Scoops Discord page. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist, Russell Crowe. That mm-hmm. looks pretty sick. Yeah. Um, this happened. The Back to the Future class uh, cast takes adorable selfie. So that happened. Um, Batman v Superman deleted scene was too controversial to release. Lawrence Krychek said, that's huge. Uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent D'Onofrono. Uh, not only was he the kingpin, Jarrett, but he was the alien in um, the Men in Black movie. Not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people know that. And uh, that is it for news, my friend. Good little catch up there. Hot diggity dog. Well, you know. So that's about it, man. And unless you want to hear about some animated Spider-Man content... uh. I think that's about caught up for everybody. Huh. It's been uh, nothing happened in the world, I guess. The entertainment world. Well, I mean, it might be. It might be. Well, enough blather. Let's get to let's get to training. We got uh, an invasion to pull off. A what? An invasion of the mind. Holy shit. I know. After the break, we're getting hand jobs in the theater. There'll be. 
white cliffs of Dover Tomorrow Just you wait and see There'll be Have you seen any action? Not really. What do you mean, not really? Well, I've been on training, and that was tough. Come on, you haven't finished yet! <laughs> Overlord, the most haunting and hypnotic film to be made about the war and what it was like to have to fight it. You know what that means, don't you? No. It means we'll be the first ashore when they do put on that invasion, that's what. I suppose someone's got to go first. It is necessary to burn all personal letters and papers or wrap them in the paper being issued to be sent home. Starring Brian Sterner, David Harris, Nicholas Ball, and introducing Julie Neeson as the girl. Get down there! Get down! Overlord, the moving story of a young soldier at one of the turning points in world history. for D-Day, June the 6th, 1944. podcast and tonight we're talking about Stuart cooper's overlord from 1975 rj yeah the tagline for this film uh no code name d-day june 6th 1944 was that the code name for it though overlord or is that is is that what they called it after the fact Wow, it was called Overlord. Oh, okay. That that's legit. The one with the zombies. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, a synopsis for sure. this this multi layered film. During World War II, a young man is called up and, with an increasing sense of foreboding, undertakes his army training, readying for D Day, June sixth, nineteen forty four. Um. 
Is that the actual date? Because I think there's an alternative history. Well, there's always an alternative history when you're Larry Turtledove. Garrett, do you know about Red Skull? The Red Skull? Yes, from the hit animated show from the 90s, Spider-Man. Oh, Red Skull showed up on that, did he? Just for one, just for one, just real quick. Just what real is quick. what does he do there? Uh, so you remember the black cat dad? Like not Felicia Hardy, but the the Mustard, that's black cat, yeah. Yeah, black cat. Yeah. So he was you get a he's a prisoner in Shield, and then you get a description. They're like, Why is he a prisoner? When he was a boy, he got hired by the Nazis, but he thought they were the Americans. So he went and he's got a photographic memory, so he saw the formula to make Captain America. And the Nazis wanted it, but he the he figured out that they were the Nazis and not America. And he said, "I'm I'll never betray my country." So the shield was uh, protecting him because he has this the form secret formula in his head. And then Red Skull went, "Get me that formula," and then or and that was it. Get me that formula. I mean, I think this is relevant because it's like we're talking about World War II stuff, and I think Red Skull is like infamously like one of the worst guys for that for that whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, like all for all, like in the, all World War Two, it's like your well, guys like Red Skull is who you're worried about. He he was top three for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like Mussolini is like easily fifth. Like okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Where do where's where do your dictators rank on like a list? <laughs> My dictators. Yeah, in terms of atrocities. Mm, I don't. I'd rather not say RJ. That's a that's a personal uh, choice. He doesn't. You don't want those Muammar Gaddafi guys coming after you again. Hey? Yeah, saying why didn't you rank me? Said Gaddafi's clearly number one. What about General Idi Amin Dada? He's yeah. a he's a big one too. Yeah, yeah, I mean he wasn't a World War II one, you know. But, no, no. But big was poppy. Good, nor, nor was Gaddafi. No, no, no. I just uh, you know, sometimes you uh, you branch out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. So you're a big Johann Schmidt fan, huh? I, I, I think I might be the biggest. Do you see the statue I have right here, Jarrett? That looks Do you like see the statue of Hitler? Uh, no, no, a little different. Um, that's Johann Schmidt in a Bane mask. Oh, he was a big Bane fan. Johann Schmidt. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah, yeah, and a Nazi. Oh, was he? Um, Red Skull, yeah, yeah, that's this thing. Oh, I thought you're. I thought you, when you said that name, I thought you were talking about like the director of this movie or something. Oh, what was Red Skull's name? Johann Schmidt. Oh, okay, no, I'm not cool with that guy. <laughs> One of your favorites, I thought. F, F U Nazis. No. Down with fascism and all that Down. stuff. Down. So, what's this movie's score, RJ? Were you familiar with this at all before? The this score. Week? Yeah, what's the score? It's just the Wilhelm scream on repeat for 93 minutes. 83. 83 minutes. Guys, it's going, wow! Wow! Since we mentioned it last week, yes, that too. But um, what speed did you watch this one on? Uh, uh, on regular. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to check. I, I, I ain't no cheater. No, no. I would never assume something like that. No, I I, I definitely think... th believe that you've watched this, actually, too. Didn't even think about it. Hey, have you looked at some of uh, Stuart Cooper's other films? Mm-mm. Well, there's uh, one called like The what? Disappearance with Donald Sutherland. That might be decent. 
yeah. a violence, uh, sorry, a violent passion held them together. A passion for violence ripped them apart. Is the that, wife is... of contract killer disappears when he is hired by an international organization who will carry out the hit. He suspects they are connected with her disappearance. Uh, John Hurt, David Warner, Peter Bo- Bowles, Christopher um, Plummer, get get out of here. That's stacked. Stacked. Um, that does sound good. That description sounds like this podcast, though. It, it does. Do actually. you know what I mean? But did you look at Magic Man starring Billy Zane with the tagline, it's a killer illusion. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Let me, this is awesome. I'm going to read it for one reason. You'll know real quick why that is. Okay. In order to see magic idol Krell Darius perform his world-famous magic act, a beautiful aspiring young magician, Tatiana, travels from New York to Las Vegas with her closest friends, BFFs, Elena and Vera, as the layers of illusion unfold, so too do the dark windows into Tatiana's past. Krell Darius. Darius? <laughs> Is that in that name generator you mentioned earlier? Yeah, that's also in the uh, name generator Jeez. for uh, for uh, X Files. Durwood. Krell. That's actually it's it's funny. When uh when we were watching the Super Bowl last week or like two weeks ago, there's a guy playing named Legarius Sneed, and uh, <laughs> Andy was like, "Is that a is that like a Harry Potter character, <laughs> Legarius Sneed?" Yeah, that's a that's another one that can be in there. Grell Darius Legarius Sneed, real names of real people. It's good stuff. Ooh man, this I think it's Legarius. This this movie's got a very sultry cover. Dancing with Danger from 1994. Ooh. A Portland taxi driver is a suspect in a series of murders involving her former customers. Cheryl Ladd. Wow. Ed Marinaro. Oh, Pat's, wow. Pat Skipper? Pat Skipper? Yeah. Haven't seen Who him for a forget? while. Who could forget? Oh, you actually would know Pat Skipper. He, he was in Babylon recently, and Halloween, and Predator 2, and Independence Day, and Aaron Brockovich, and The Rock. What, what do you We've mean, talk- Babylon? Bab the new movie Babylon. I haven't seen that. Well, you would, but it's like a new movie. Like this guy actually oh. is somebody. He's been in like twenty-seven movies only, and like these are uh, half of them are recognizable. Hmm. The pest. The pest. Oh my goodness! He's even in Hellraiser Bloodline. Holy and shit! Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Who is he in uh, Bloodline? No, I, are I you? Don't know. Oh, I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, Maybe... He plays Carducci. Carducci? You remember Carducci? Who could forget? Yeah, see? Who could, who could forget? Who could forget old Carducci? RJ, where were you on D-Day? Where was I on D-Day? Yeah. I was hanging out with Jarius Sneed and uh, Cromwell Darian, and uh, we were... Just kind of hanging out, boys being you weren't, boys. You, you weren't doing your part, huh? Uh, um, no, we failed the medical. We're trying to push, you know, push in, crack open the Axis's offense and their their fucking beach defense. They knew it was coming, RJ. They yeah, knew I, it was coming. They didn't know when. There's yeah. some talk, you know. There's those feelers put out saying it wouldn't come till July. Um, 
We needed, you know, uh, some naval uh, artillery. We need some uh, airborne uh, forces to, to support us. Getting our boys boots on the ground. Boots on the ground, you say? That's right. So this movie oh, wow. is a fictional slash docudrama about uh, a character named Tom and his training walking through the steps of essentially this major military offensive uh mm-hmm. that, that that is england pushes back um where all the the allies including the the, the u.s the the americans uh decide yeah we got to get in on this action we got to crack this nut they got to do what crack we got to crack nuts oh, okay yeah we're all tied up down down in the Mediterranean. We gotta we're gonna go this way though. Mm-hmm. So uh we've all seen Save It Private Ryan, right? We we've seen that movie. We've played video games with uh D Day simulations. Um you imagine, hey, that doesn't look like a good time. Um <laughs> like war war isn't a good time. There's no I've real heard... battle. There's no most battles you really would not wanna um participate in i've so, heard some people said that war humph what is it good for oh you who said that uh i believe it was um legerius sneed okay he's uh he's one of the like pre nuffs or pre facts at uh, hogwarts okay yeah <laughs> excellent yeah, just, excellent just what i've heard yeah. uh so the the littlest of backgrounds for this movie. So Stuart Cooper is an American, uh, went over to the UK, was uh, you know going through some archives, and mm. uh, was getting paid to do some research, putting together you know, uh, just like literally archival footage of like you know military footage of D Day, uh, military mm-hmm. stuff, and he was like, hold the phone, mm-hmm. hold the phone, I think you can make a movie this way, just using this footage. I mean, crazy town, and then so, that became the standard for all. And that became, the, yep. Man. Well, I mean, but we're gonna make a movie because it's one thing to like make a narr- narrated documentary, um, which of course, like one of the 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 standards of that would be our world at war, uh, narrated by old Larry Olivier, which is a, a really great uh, miniseries. War of the Worlds, you say? Our world at war. Oh, that other one's a documentary too, though, right? Right. Okay. That time it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Stuart Cooper spent four years uh, going through those archives, looking through a lot of footage, picking just the right pieces that were relevant to to doing telling this larger narrative. And then he also cast some actors, did some recreations, essentially of like, I don't know, like all acting is. Like all filmmaking is kind of recreations, I guess, of scripts that are imaginary, perhaps. Uh, this one is kind of him going through notes of soldiers, diaries, uh, letters, home. That and this is like a compilation of this, you know, this character, this Tom, who is just like a blank, um, intentionally drawn as like, oh, he's just a guy. He could be anybody. He could be you. He could be your brother, your son whatever he's just a guy um and you're going to get these little drips of story or whatever not too much though nothing that identifies him too much other than he has this overriding fear and vision of himself dying immediately at the conclusion of this invasion 
Um, so, like, so I think it's like what five minutes into this, uh, you see a guy getting shot on the beach, and you kind of go, "Oh, it's gonna be that kind of movie, huh? Things aren't going to go too well for uh, our protagonist." Um, and then we're along, we're, we're along for the ride for this one of many, 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 many soldiers who would have been uh, gunned down by turret fire uh, trying to take that beach, RJ. Really. No, are, are you? Have you watched uh, Stephen Private Ryan, RJ? Uh, I've seen Shaving Ryan's Privates. Oh, is uh, is that uh, at all the same thing? It, it might be. Is there? Is it beachy? Uh, there's definitely sand. Okay. Is there a is there a sniper? Well, he's been called many things. You know what I mean. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember what that joke is from. That might be Futurama as well. Yeah, it sounds like one. Sounds yeah. like it. yeah, it's about the level I'm we're not, working with here. I'm not gonna Google it because I feel like bad stuff would happen. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie. Yeah, I know about D-Day. I played yeah. uh What's your video? The... What was your video game simulation of uh, D-Day? What was the Xbox one? Um, it was either the original Call of Duty. That was like just a single player on Xbox, or it was um, what was the other big World War Two on Xbox One? I think you're, I think you're right. I think it was Call of Duty because I played that as well. Like there's the definitely original Call of Duty. Well, there's like, I know I've played a video game, and I remember like taking that, taking one of those uh, those uh, towers, like getting yeah. in there, throwing grenades in <laughs> to the room. Yeah. And I remember like having to try it a few times to get through it because you're like, oh shit, where do I go? Oh fuck, I'm dead. You gotta lay low. It's like a puzzle. You have to get through it. Uh, but that was also probably the first time I'd played like a uh, first person shooter like that for a long time. Yeah, because I think it's like the first level is the because this is again it is, po- is this is it's, it's yeah. the first yeah the first level is that but then you does it then you follow up though you get parachuted in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. parachute down. Yes, yeah. No, I've definitely, uh, I've, there's like I have definitely. There's some tanks. Yeah. Some tank stuff too. That game, was, that game uh, was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Quite a okay, bit. so know, war. War there was fun. Call, <laughs> there was Call of Duty, and then uh, another one I was thinking of is Medal of Honor. That was another yep. one. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's one on here that looks pretty interesting. I'm gonna send this your way. What's your preferred method? Um, uh, you can send it to me. On the Discord. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna send this to you on the Discord, Jarrett, because it's kind of—I don't know if you remember this. I can't, I, I can't quite make it out. I and I know this isn't stimulating information here, but uh, can you can you make out what that subtitle is for the 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 third game on this list? What once you send it? Oh, I sent it. Oh no, I sent it to someone wrong. That wasn't you. Holy cow! Oliver Granger oh. got that. Whoops. The Discord is a fickle fickle thing. No. So can you just read that out loud for me? Okay, so we have Call of Duty World War Two, yeah. Call of Duty Finest Hour, and then we have Medal of Honor European Ass. Oh, it took a really long time to set that up here. Yeah. We got there, though. We got there, and then RJ Shame logs off. Out of shame, he logged off. He was so embarrassed. No, I'm I'm proud of that. That was that was a, a top notch, top notch joke 
I'm proud of that. Top match. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it, call it the original Call of Duty. Hey, you know, a lot, a lot of men, a lot of men died, so our freedom could be assured, so we can tell European <laughs> ass jokes on a podcast. How do you, you know, feel? How do you feel about that, Chuckles? Some people make fun uh, of people with podcasts later in life, and yeah. all I gotta say is, where would they be without without that freedom? Where would you be without freedom? Well, freedom isn't free, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. RJ, that's, did you happen? To, did you happen to watch the uh, the uh, prequel to this film? Was it the World War One documentary? Uh, no, uh, Overlord from twenty. 20- 17 uh, i have seen that a few days before this i have seen that actually have you i have not i i, I would have but it's not available on streaming anywhere so i was like yeah uh, it used so to be it goes it was not anymore when did i watch it i watched it uh, a couple of years ago i watched it uh in 2020 i think it was on like crave or something like that at the time um i remember actually liking that movie i thought it was pretty okay. decent okay yeah, I thought it was Sick. pretty decent. Yeah, Sick. that's great. Yeah, I love I it. A watch. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this movie opens up kind of pre, pre kind of beginning of war, but it's like peaceful countryside England, and sure. uh, so we have these like very artful guys. Oh, I should note that. So this movie is shot by uh, John Alcott, who goes on to shoot uh, Stanley Kubrick stuff. That looks like real good. Or I guess he's right. He would have been shooting it concurrent because Clockwork Orange is 71. So I'm not sure what came first. He could have shot all this stuff for Overlord way earlier and then mixed it all up. But uh, mm. I, I have seen mentions. Oh, I didn't realize he also uh, was the cinematographer on The Beastmaster and Vice Squad, which are Vice awesome. Squad. Yeah, Vice Squad with Ramrod, Wing, Wings, um, or Wings Hauser. Like- by car ramrod ramrod like car ramrod he's he's a pimp oh yeah what does he ram and or uh, rod uh yeah you don't want to know okay he's a bad dude coat coat hangers rj coat hangers uh like he hangs his coats up so they don't get wrinkly that's there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah Nothing wrong with that at all. So we get some pre pre England. Um, this it feels like very serene, but then we get the chronic cross cut with some blitz action of England just getting blown to shit by um, I was going to say Luftwaffe. They're just dropping bombs, and it's like, hey, enough's enough. It's time for a change, and uh, you, you get the call. You suit up. You go to training. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't they don't even know what you're, they're going to do with you yet, but they're doing something, and they start practicing for. This is how you roll down sand. Um, this is how you, uh, you know, get off the the barge tanker thing. And oh, here's some and here's some cool devices that we're going to try running on the beach. Um, they'll help take care of like some you know terrain and mines uh on the beach as you run forward. Because boy, oh boy, you're going to get blown up, shot at. I was reading a little bit about D-Day, uh, a bit, a little you bit were. of the histories. I was, uh, and oh, it was wow. just like a kind of a description of like how I was curious, because obviously it was successful. But I'm not sure. Like if you if you could go back and be like, hey, um, <laughs> Supreme Commander uh, Dwight Eisenhower, uh, 
How would you rank the success of uh, D Day today on a scale of one to ten? Did he give it a ten? I don't know. I, I'm assuming he would have said that, but you you wonder. It's like, what was it really? What did the historians say? And I I don't really find an answer to that. But uh, I guess like one of the things was uh, the Germans. They knew it was coming. They knew it was coming. And in fact, uh, there's like interesting things that I don't recall. It's been a while since I've watched these docs, and you know, it's sometimes in one year, out the other, and you, until you brush up on it, you go, oh yeah. Uh, but. Churchill wasn't a fan of this. He's like, "Oh, there's got to be other priorities, surely." But maybe it's because he didn't want the want this going down on the channel for reasons. Because um, it was kind of like, "Oh, it's fine there. They're they're just sitting around on the coast. Nothing's happening other than they can send out U boats toward us. But they can do that from anywhere uh, as long as they control the coast." So, anyways, uh, they they sent the fanatical. Uh, Nazis to the that line because they needed to hold it. So I, in in the one of these tabletop games that I play, there is a unit called uh, Fanatics, and it's like they're crazy little goblins with spinning little balls. Kim's got some, uh, and that made me that made me laugh about little crazy Nazi people spinning giant balls around because they're so committed to poisonous uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms and they worship the moon. What would their X Men name be? X-Men if you were means... a, a Nazi that spat spat out giant balls and wor- worshipped. Well, they spun they spun them like on a ball and chain. Oh. You see. Oh, but still, if that was an X Men, what would its name be? What's Legerious. the German word for uh, mushroom? Um, mycelial network spore drive. Mm-hmm. I believe is what that is. Spore boys. Spore boys. Spore boys. Like boys. Uh, so the the German word for fungus is pills. Pills? pills. Oh, like a pilsner. Like pilsner. Wait a minute. We call pilsner them po- of... we call them call them poison pills. Poison pills? No. So I'm cool with that. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we go back to the actual movie that we're discussing. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so there's footage, lots of footage. Uh, again, described as being seamlessly intercut. Uh, they do a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. This movie's borderline. Is this novelty black and white? I would say no, because it was a necessity for the nature of the film, because a lot of this footage was shot in black and white. Some of it was color, and they might have just desaturated it, made it black and white for the purpose of it, for the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the impact of uh, presenting all this in black and white was? Pretty much all I've thought about over the last couple of days is the impact of the purpose of the black and white. And I, I didn't, I was like, it can't just be that it wants to kind of stick with the documented footage and to tell a narrative based in that time. I, I, I believe it is more metaphorical than I see. anything. I see. What, I believe he's that? trying to say that D-Day was not just black and white. Oh, really? He, he, he wants you to consider the boat's perspective. Yeah. Hey, so what do, what do you what do the boys do when they get a night on the town? Uh, pop into the theater. They go to the swing by the theater, and sometimes a a lady from the night comes and saddles up beside you. Really? Yeah. What do they do? Uh, they 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 go for it while you're watching uh parody film clips of Nazis. Like um, that's that's what gets. 
the ladies are we, going. Are we apparently. talking like hole in the popcorn bag or not even like he's not even he's just not even having to, he's not even doing any, pulling any funny stuff he's just sitting there trying to watch the watch the laughs happen um and then she just is like howdy and she's doing stuff like with her cigarette and her lips and she's just eyeing uh downtown and she just goes for it and then we get this like <laughs> crazy shot of hitler looking right at you straight in the eye throwing up that hand gesture you're like whoa What's happening? And then, here. and then he runs out of the theater. But how long did he stick around before he took took his leave? Well, Jerry, everyone's a little different. I mean, if it was me, I would have been out of there before she came. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that goes without say, RJ. But what does it say about you for coming and going? <laughs> Whatever it needs to say. I'm a, man of, I'm, I'm a man of principle. That's right. And just remember... I look out for number one. I I have no doubt in my mind. Number one. And if no. you, you get in my way, tear that ass right out. Get through you. Wow. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. So there's a, there's a bit in this that I, I had to like rewind a little bit because, um, there's a scene where is it during are they doing uh is it like a dream sequence or is it uh where there's like a there's a dead soldier he comes across and he starts going through his wallet uh i don't know there were there were a couple scenes that honestly seemed like they could be taken as actually happening or not yeah there are some some yeah there's definitely dreams footage but there's like the one where it's like it looks like he's dozing off on a train and then there's a scene where it's like it seems like uh he's doing some basic training and then he's rolling down a hill, and there's a dead soldier, and he, and he starts going through his. I his thought that was real. See, so so there, was that a guy who died during basic training? Is that the? I yeah maybe, and like I mean, there's sometimes shots of like there's like over like the aerials and stuff just kind of popping people out. Like I don't know, that guy could have died from a lot of things. Maybe right, yeah, like something happened. Like was yeah. it like one of these uh these runs? Maybe he was running up the hill and he he fell and his gun shot himself. Running up that hill. Doing what? Doing what? Hey, you know what's great? David Warner. Mm-hmm. He is he is the voice of authority in this film. Did you know that? I didn't. If, if David Warner was in this, I didn't recognize him. I wish it was David Thewlis as oh, the voice of authority. Yeah, as, from from Naked. Yeah. He seemed like this would have been a much more fitting role for a guy like him. Do you know okay. what I mean? Not, not, a, not a Star Trek uh, alum? Well, David Thewlis is like, he was probably like a Ferengi or something. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I no, that know. was, I, I liked seeing him. You liked seeing, you liked hearing him? Uh... Yeah. In Star Trek, how many characters did he play? Lots. Yeah. I'm going to guess four. How many of them were Klingon? Uh, one. Just one? Yeah. Okay. These are it's... big questions, though. I mean, definitely relevant to what we're talking about. But yeah, none- nonetheless, David Warner from Memory Alpha. Um, 
He plays St. John Talbot in Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, Chancellor Gorkin in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and Gal Madrid in Star Trek. Oh, see, he was a Cardassian. Gal Madrid, who could... And and he was in Chain of Command, RJ. You know what happened in Chain of Command? Uh, Are we talking about lights? Yes. Torture, RJ. Torture. I, I understand. So that hey, sounds you... like only three characters, but I guess you could say that he also reprised his role of Gorkin for the video game Star Trek Klingon Academy. You could say that he repri- repri- reprised his role? Yes, yeah, so is that four? Yeah, that's four. Sure. That's not bad. That's one character. That's pretty decent. Not too yeah. bad. But who was he in Ninja Turtles is what I want to know. Oh. Uh, the guy, hey, the, the guy, guy. No. So anyway, um, sequences. Uh, we get another bit where uh, Tom is at a a pub, uh, having a drink, and he sees a a woman who's looking pretty sad, and he hangs out with her. They have a bit of a, a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the scene, but I don't know. I don't have much to say about that. Because you, you already know this movie's going to end. This is kind of just like added like, oh, yeah. Well, a lot of guys probably had yeah, other young women and fiancés and wives and such. And this is just a sample of that. And you're kind of like, well, it's not like it's pr- it didn't particularly drag me into the story. It didn't make me go, man, this is this is really hard. Um, but there is this sequence that I think started pumping up the action a bit, like with these montages of war, which, man... Sometimes you watch those like a, those air, that aerial footage from above, mm-hmm. and you just see these bullets flying, and you see what they do on the ground, and you go, "That's a gigantic jet of water or a jet of dirt flying up," and then you think about, "Oh, what's it doing down there when it hits, and when it hits a truck?" <laughs> and just mm-hmm. completely like I don't know what the millimeter of these, uh, you know, like the caliber of these uh, fucking artillery shots are but then it's enough to to put a whammy on you just the on an explosion the shockwaves alone it's enough to to really fuck you up on the inside Hmm. in which way do you mean (laughs) in the dying kind of way but did you like when you were watching it at any point where you're like i could do that like you could fly the plane I did well. No, I was thinking about. I was thinking about like how much unfun, how unfun this would be. It doesn't look like fun. It doesn't look like a lot of fun. Um, okay. So anyway, the the movie ends with those guys on those little boats, the little D Day boats. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, or like, I'm going to die. Oh, the one scene I wanted to talk about that I thought was curious uh, was where they're all standing around a bonfire, the soldiers, as they're kind of getting ready to like load up and roll out. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like basically told like yeah, any personal like belongings outside of like I don't know was it your your, your checkbook and uh, one other thing got to go in the fire and if you want anything sent off personal belongings letters you got to put them in this bag and we'll we'll send them after you're off and running and after the uh, the invasions happened already because we can't yep. we can't risk anything we can't let the German spies know when we're going mm-hmm. so we got to keep it hush hush which is like. It's one of those crazy things that you would expect that they must have surely known. Like as best as you could try, like mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's a lot on the line here, um, and you'd see there's a lot of people moving around all of a sudden. 
<laughs> so thousands I mean, of people are moving around all the time though right like but yeah. there's like all these big deployments but apparently that is one of the uh things that happened was a high command of uh, the z germans they uh, mm -hmm. they had a hard time uh getting things together in time to because when they realized they didn't know where they were going to wind up and they didn't know where the resources were so they kind of were sent everywhere so the resistance were of course and it would start it would start collapsing uh around where they needed to be but but not before it was too late yeah i mean i think the big like red skull didn't have his satellite images up yet because that would have fixed all of it or imagine if he had the cosmic cube well he could have seen everything if, exactly. if that was the case no yeah. well i mean we all know why uh we all know why superman didn't go in and just end things immediately it's because uh hitler had the spear of destiny that's yep. why the spec that's why the specter couldn't do anything either it was it was a scary time for the, the 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 Justice Society's hand the all sorry the All Star Society All Star Squad hands the, their their hands were tied. They said, "Listen, fella, we'd like yeah. to help you out. Yeah. We just we just can't." Yeah. Hey, are you Return. more of a a D Day guy or a Vimy Ridge guy? Oh, um, hmm, I don't know. You know that Vimy Ridge gets pumped up in Canadian social studies classes. Oh a yeah, lot. Yeah. A lot. They love that bad boy. They love it. Uh, so anyway, they, they get on their little boat, and he doesn't even get to the beach. Uh, nope. He's, he's fucking pegged in the head. Yeah. Dead. Didn't, I like that. His, his vision of where he was going to die didn't even manifest. Mm -hmm. um, I like that, though, because it's like, uh, it's real life. Sometimes you make it to the party sometimes you don't that's right you know so, so this movie came out in 1975 and mm -hmm. i think the uh the general taste for around war and the presentation i guess of even you know the good wars um had kind of declined uh anti-war sentiment was on the rise mm -hmm. uh obviously you had vietnam uh that Mom? was that was that was wrapped up uh yeah. By this point, more or less. When was Granada? Good... <laughs> Cap Granada. Pretty close, or <laughs> Granada. Hello, Mata. Is that what you're thinking of? <laughs> yeah, hello, Mata. Hello, hello Fada. I meant, I meant the Granada <laughs> War. <laughs> Jonah. Granada. Hanging out at Camp. Yeah, we're talking about a real movie here. We are talking about <laughs> a real movie for real. But sure. I don't know. There's not that much to talk about. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. War. I mean, war. What is it good what for? What is it good for? So this movie was kind of uh, never released in the U.S., kind of. Sure. Uh, there was a television station in the States that mm -hmm. did uh, air it. Uh, the Z Channel. In, oh, shit. Uh, which is out of California. There's a documentary on it called wow. Z Channel or Z Channel, A Magnificent yeah. Obsession. Uh, and there was a documentary that came about it. It mentions this. And then, sure enough, Criterion puts it out. Because mm. this yeah, was this... pretty uh, unseen, underseen. Yeah, this is one of those things those Criterion dudes just creaming over. Like, you could just oh, yeah. see them just frothing. Mm -hmm. Just frothing by the. The idea of it, Jared. The get, idea. Frothy. Yeah. But is it better than the bank dick? I don't know. <laughs> Few things are. 
few things are. Few things are. Yeah. Well, we'll so see. anyway, I don't know. It's like a, a, I don't know. It's a it's a war movie, but it's like kind it of is. a it's an anti it's anti war ultimately. It is about, but it's also this idea that like, well, you know, sometimes there are these things that are bigger than any individual. Uh, and in case uh, even this, like, the concept of this in, the individual uh, kind of falls away under the the grind. There's a lot of talk in this uh, in the narration, uh, especially especially at the letter home, talking about the the, the machinery, uh, and he's just falling away within it. And he's going and he's writing a letter, you know, to his folks, saying, "I'm going to be dead. I'm not. I'm not going to make it. I've got a feeling about this. It's, it's, I'm going to be one of those ones that." Uh, doesn't doesn't make it so and you're like that's grim because it's like one of those things when i watch these movies i go fuck none of these people are going to make it and then you know that the the stars do but uh, a lot of people don't they're 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 literally just there they're being pushed pushed through because you gotta have some bodies you can't just run um you just can't run five superheroes on that beach you got the spirit destiny you gotta have a lot of uh cannon fodder and that's what that's the sadness of it all you gotta have a lot of meat for uh, them to wear, work on, wear it down. Mm-hmm. It's like a horde strategy. So I hope you don't uh, fail in your battle shock uh, roll at the end of turn. You know what I'm saying? I do. No, yeah. you gotta have the right tools in place. Mm, what tool would you use if you had to go to war, but you were about to pick any weapon? Bone spurs. Bone spurs. I thought you'd pick like one of those Sigmar things oh shit no no you don't, you, you don't fight rj come on oh it's just bone spurs eh <laughs> bone spurs and you don't have to fight again apparently at all okay weirdly enough okay, knock okay. A, yeah knock someone up what like, is sorry. a bone spur <laughs> i don't know look it up next time you're at pizza Hut, look Ooh. it up on your break bone lengthening is what yeah. i would say Say sorry, I just had bone lengthening Klingon <laughs> procedure. Remember Baraka from Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I do remember Baraka from Mortal Kombat. That, that's some uh, bone lengthening. Yeah, he was the basis of um, Barack Obama's campaign. Baraka. Uh, hope and change. That was Baraka. Baraka said the same thing. I wonder how much Baraka Obama fan art there is. How much do you think there is? Much, lots or How'd very I... little? However much there is, it's not enough. Is there any Baraka Obama stuff out there? Because if oh, not, yeah. you know what you're doing tonight. Uh no, I'm, it's here. It's don't worry. It's it's, it's there. They, they got it, you. It exists. They got you. Here we go. I'm I was gonna say just... I'm I'm not that clever. Someone else has had surely have had to have come up with this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the stuff. Oh, that's good stuff. That's World War II right there, baby. Barack Obama. <laughs> That's kind of what that Overlord movie was yeah. about. I think so. Yeah. Is what Super Soldiers? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like Super Soldiers and like Zombie Soldiers. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, whatever the real story was that happened for real. That's what that yeah. movie's about. Yeah. So anyway, um, this is just okay of a movie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But, um... Sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, I I could point to a lot of really great World War II movies with the same sentiment that I think are uh, uh, just genuinely a little bit more compelling. This one's interesting. Um, if you like the, if you like that stock footage, 
there's better but there's like genuinely better stuff out there this is just like oh that's fine it, that's it's there mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes uh you know it's in the criterion collection because it wasn't anywhere else and now we've sure. watched it so we did it rj rj what did you think of overlord overlord um war what is it good for am i right Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I think some of this movie is really good, and then I think some of this movie is not really good. It's kind of a mixed bag. Like it's it's a mm-hmm. fine movie. Like I actually, wait, wait, which parts? Like so, when the, were the so, Britishers successful? RJ, are you trying to say something? No. So like what you said, like depending on how you th- feel about stock footage, I I just thought the stock footage stuff was really neat. I I was kind of like I kind of wish they didn't have um these added scenes to this i could have just used this just the stock footage because uh it's kind of like um what was i talking about morbid watching where you're just kind of watching it and like even though you know it's like well that probably killed like 100 people 50 of them probably like just dudes walking around but like there's something very uh like rhythmic when the planes are just dropping the bombs and the bombs are like coming out and kind of like it is like poetry, Jared. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. hypnotic. Like you're just watching. You're like, oh. So I, I I really liked the the war stock footage. I thought that stuff was really cool. Um, some of the uh, story stuff I thought was really, I thought was pretty good. Like um, there are a couple really nice shots. Like when that dude is in the trees, uh, like reading that letter or whatever, and it's kind of like zooming out. That looked really yeah. good. The that train stations. Shot. Yeah, that one looked awesome. The train station shots looked really good. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I was like, there's some good stuff in here. Um, that stuff was really good, but there was a part like, I don't know, halfway through where I think it was around that tree scene where he's like writing letters to his girlfriend or something. And I was just, I was super bored of that. I was like, uh, I was like, I don't care. Get on with it. You're going to die, dude. Shut up. <laughs> So like there is, <clears throat> that's what I mean by a mixed bag. Like I think the stock footage is really cool, and then I think there's a couple really nice, uh, like shots in this. Um, but I, I do think some of the stuff they added, some of it's kind of boring. I was like, I don't know if this needed to exist, but I don't it's the know. way it was, RJ. I know, I know, but I thought for the most part. It's Perdice, I guess. Perdice. Perdice. That's about all I have to say. That's it, huh? Well, I mean, we talked about it a lot, but no. No, I don't know. Stock footage is good. A couple shots looked real nice. Um, I don't know. Some of the story stuff was kind of lame. Uh, one scene that I actually kind of liked was when they go see that little girl's like uh, singing. And they like clap for her, and then the mom's oh. like, "The mom's like, sing it again." All, all like, I thought reading. about, okay, that scene. All I thought yeah. about was erase her head. Yeah, I, well, and that's what I mean. Like that, that scene's like, uh, kind of like eerie and like off. You're watching it, and you're like, "What's going on here, man?" So that's there's a there's something about that scene that I think is um pretty well done. I liked that. I did like that one quite a bit. And then they leave. She's like, what does she call him? Charlie's or what does she, what does she call him? She says, she's like, Charlie's come back. I can't oh. remember. 
I but she's like remember. begging them to stay. It's very, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Mm. You know what I mean? Very interesting. Want to hear some thoughts from people who hate this film? I don't know. Has anyone even seen this movie? They have. Some people have uh, busted out some one stars, too. Really? Yep. Interesting. Like Vance King. That's a real person for sure. Awful. An interesting idea to pair real-life war footage with a dramatic narrative, but unfortunately, it is an absolute misfire of banal direction, flimsy connectivity, and 70s weirdness. We follow Enlisty Tom from basic training to the shores of D-Day with a lot of war footage clumsily inserted and a few strange dream sequences scattered throughout. And that's it. Terrible. Without question, the most worthless pit stop on my Criterion train ride. I had a friend that once accused me of loving any film dealing with war in general and World War II specifically. Admittedly, I love World War II history and am a sucker for the film genre. But if he ever accuses me again, I'll have one word for him. Overlord. Seems very um unnecessary. Worthless. Uh, Vance King, pretty mainstream. Though I'll dabble in the fringe theater, and I love the classics. Uh, their favorite theme in their bio, favorite theme, MCU. Oh. All of their favorite films. Avengers, Infinity they might, War. They might like this review then. Because we talked a lot about Red Skull. No, no, yeah, they would like this. Spider-Man, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy. This person might like really be into our stuff. Because of the Red Skull. Really be into it. They might really be into it. But yeah, their favorite theme is um, uh, the MCU. So that's cool. Robert Fuller, one and a half stars. These are very different people than we normally have. I don't know if it's the World War II stuff that maybe brings out a different uh, clientele. British World War II movie that's about 50% stock footage, and the other 50% might as well be stock footage, given how hackneyed it is. Nor is there any artistic advantage to be gained by the combination of real and fictional footage. It just looks like they wanted to make a war movie and didn't have the money to make a war movie. The original material isn't even particularly well shot and gets unintentionally hilarious in one sequence in which the protagonist takes a harmless little tumble down an embankment in slow motion and with the score rising dramatically during a training exercise. I didn't feel that. I didn't didn't think that. This person gave five stars to Fight Club, though. (laughs) So They look like they like like push-ups a lot. Yeah, they have started eating Raul. Oh. Do you know about eating Raul? I, I do. Is it a half-star film? No, Paul Bartel's awesome. Uh, they one-starred Point Break with Keanu. Okay. So, they one-starred Buzzard. I know that's a movie you like. You remember Buzzard? I, I do. Is it one-star film? No. Okay. Avat War. A lot of stuff going on for them. Avat War. I see him. One and a half stars. This is the movie people who think metal or full metal jacket should have stopped at the boot camp want, and they're wrong as ever. 
invaluable wartime footage marred by a plot that is impossible to care about. Uh, then we have Luke Robinson, one and a half stars. Do you not want to hear about Avatar's uh, bio? Is it Writer good? at large talks less and less and tries not to argue so much. <laughs> oh, Top boy. 10 films, The Bad Sleep Well, There Will Be Blood, 2001, Phantom of the Paradise, Princess Kagugia, uh, Under the Skin, Lola Montez, Mulholland Drive, Spinal Tap, Take the Money and Run. Avatar. Mm. McMahon, 96, you say? What's that? Were you reading the next person's? Oh, uh, Luke Robinson. Ah, Luke Robinson. Okay. One and a half star. A little too cute, which is perhaps not what was intended. The idea of constructing a film using mostly archival war footage is a fine one, but the execution of the additional footage is a little too nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and proud of itself. I probably would have preferred this served plain or simply edited to form a story a la what Jackson did in his colorization experiment. Um, their most popular review with 200, over 200 likes is for something called When I Get Home 2019. It says Beyonce is Disney, Solange is Criterion. So... Maybe that means something to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely doesn't mean anything to me. I don't know what that means either. I I don't know. I think Solange is like... It's a singer. Is that, is that Beyonce's sing, sister? Or something? Uh, I mean, I don't know yeah. or care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it is indeed Beyonce's... Uh, sister? Oh, no, wait. Beyonce's the older sister. She had several temporary stints as a backup dancer for Destiny's Child. I was there, too. I've been there. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But over 200 likes that review, so. Yeah. People, they're here for it. Or were there for it. These guys are. So that's good. We got that going on for us. What else we got going on for us? Nothing. The rest of it is just people kind of mumbling on. Mm-hmm. Overlord. Uh, yeah. We did it. We did it, boys. Sure, it's a movie and stuff. It is. Mm-hmm. Last I checked. Well, ship. Any final thoughts on Overlord? Nah. Nah. Some of it. Some of it I liked. Some of it was stuff that was there no so that's about it cool mm-hmm. <laughs> great <laughs> well yeah after the break um just just when we thought we were going to get to the end of the episode that's when the germans start shooting us uh-oh uh-huh. the germans was it all the dream um fro fraulein fro
RJ, if you could die on any beach in the world, which one would it be? Um, Park Lake? Be, uh, that's a close second. <laughs> I was going to say the beaches of Ryza, but uh, yeah. Park Lake? They, they still sell ice cream at Park Lake? I don't know. I'm not sure about this time of year. No? It's not too cold for ice cream. It's always a good time of year for ice cream. You can eat ice cream. You can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail.com, but you won't. But you won't. Yeah. You'll find us on Discord. You gotta pay us a buck. You could look on Facebook, but you won't. We're on Instagram. You might like something on there. Letterboxd? You'll like something RJ says, but we don't watch movies anymore. It's fine. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwell. Yeah. Um, we're on SoundCloud. We're, it, it's all hosted. Um, I don't even think I put up last week's episode on the YouTube. That's how much I, oh, no. uh, that's how much I care. Yeah. Um, but you can download it. It's there if you really want to know. If you're someone sad. Not me, though. Not me. Well, we're like... Uh couple of dudes man oh, dude. but hey next week we're, we're gonna watch a prison movie with Burt Lancaster and a guy named Hume Cronin that sounds awesome what was um, his name? Hume Cronin yeah that's a Hugh man <laughs> or Hugh Jets very real very yeah, Europe, a European ass uh, yeah, Brute, Brute Force from 1947, directed by our boy, Jules Dassin. He's back, man. I watched this movie uh, March of 2012, and I gave it three and a half stars. Sounds incredible. It'll probably be pretty okay. So, yay, yeehaw. I don't remember anything about it. Well... You might have a good ending, I think. But they didn't remember that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. I like prison films. See? I'm not going to watch it. Are you going to be on Discord this week? When, I, I heard you were going to do a uh, like a, an hour meetup with the fans. Um, well, you have about, to sign talk, up. Talk, talk, talk about Spider-Man. You'll have to sign up for the Discord to find it's out. Only Spider-Man talk, and you've got to prove that you actually know anything about Spider-Man. Talk to RJ about it, Rob Eagle. You'll, uh, you'll have to show up to find out. That's what I'm saying. From the Pizza Hut bathroom, oh. RJ. And will I be eating pizza? Yes. You'll have to show up to find out. Well, yes, he will be. Yeah, I'll be eating pizza. Yeah. Feel the, the the pizza box on the on the tank. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> kind of having to reach over, kind of do a little pivot. Be careful that the dangly bits don't touch the edge of the bowl, because you don't Ooh. know where that's been. I mean, you know you clean it, but you know you haven't cleaned it lately. What part of the bowl are you talking? Uh, the the bottom of the bowl. Oh my god. <laughs> Good night.